0: Thanks to HelloFresh.com for supporting Best Debate in the Universe. Receive $30 off your first week of deliveries when you go to HelloFresh.com and use the offer code MADCAST30. That's HelloFresh.com, MADCAST30. You're listening to the Madcast Media Network. Madcastmedia.com. Welcome to the Best Debate in the Universe. Every debate in the universe from net neutrality to male vitality. With over 2.5 million downloads, I'm your host, Maddox. With me is the Sergeant of Swag, Mikey Boltz. Hi there, Maddox. Audio engineer. And as always, the Maharaja of moderation, Rukka Rukka Ali. What up, though? No? Welcome back to the show. Guys, we've got an exciting episode. We've got the new format of the show, which you'll find out later in the episode that people voted on. And we'll find out what the results are, if people liked it or not. But first, I want to introduce our guest this week. It's Rob from Cyanide and Happiness. Rob, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, so Rob runs one of the biggest web comics on the internet. Probably, um, the, big, probably the big... It's you and The Oatmeal
1: are the two biggest, right? Probably. Depends how you measure. I don't know. I, I consider myself the biggest because I, I'm, you know, uh, self-centered. But I think The Oatmeal <laughs> does have more traffic, more audience, and better comics.
0: I see. Oh, well, that's very, very complimentary. Very flattering, very <laughs> humble guy. But it's you, Chris... And Dave, who right. are who are running the ship now. And you guys I, I guarantee every single listener right now, even if you don't know the name, you've seen these comics. They're mm. a lot of times they're like stick figures with orange and green uh shirts, right?
1: Yeah, usually with boners. Um they yep. they hang out, they get up to shenanigans. And they're all over Facebook. So even if you haven't heard the name Sunlight and Happiness, you've probably seen these guys on some kind of email forward from your grandma or some kind of Facebook post.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You've been doing this since 2004. You have three seasons of your cartoon, the animated show.
1: Oh, yeah, three seasons on Verve. You can check them out.
0: Right. And Joking Hazard is the Mm. card game, which, guys, is the second most successful card game on Kickstarter history with over $3.2 million in funds raises. Holy shit. Oh shit. Yeah. Oops,
1: wrong one. I just buzzed myself. <laughs> oh, were you I,
0: did you mean to ding?
1: A ding is yeah, yeah, that's that's the sound of having a successful Kickstarter.
0: Um and we should also mention our own Rucca in studio was on the Ruben report recently. Yeah. That's super exciting. Oh yeah. We're gonna talk about that a little bit more at the talent of the show as well as all the projects going on with Side Night and Happiness. Lots of exciting stuff going on. A new Kickstarter too for a, for a game, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about in, in just a moment. But we should get on to the debate this week which is, is genetic modification for humans ethical? Hmm. Is it ethical to modify humans, especially with regards to removing illnesses and that sort of thing? Now, it seems like it may be a cut-and-dry case, but it's not because we're going to have a debate this week. As always, we have my Maharaja of moderation, who's going to be moderating this debate. Let's hear his buzzer. <laughs> and Rob, let's hear yours. Rob! Mikey Bolts. let's hear yours. Trigger. There it is, and here's mine. If you hear a buzzer from any of these fine gentlemen, and especially myself, the finest gentleman, that means that we are disagreeing with one another, that we are chiming in with interjection or pointing okay. out a correct... So this yeah. is
1: the shut the fuck up button. This is I have a point to make. Yes. Of, okay. Correct.
0: Yes. Or or you can just use it to uh, to call someone out. <laughs> and also, longtime listeners of the show know that we have a very special guest in the corner of our studio, sitting on a stool. Very quietly at all times. Donald Trump, thank you for joining us.
2: Thank you for having me, Maddox.
0: Yeah, you've been in the news a lot, Donald.
2: Yes, the world is in calamity. What can I say?
0: Yeah, the world's in calamity. Would you have anything to do with that? or?
2: Well, I did eat some clams recently, <laughs> okay. and I do think that um, <laughs> that might have something to do with my indigestion. I don't know if that has to do with what the world's going on.
0: Yeah. You moved the American embassy recently. In yes. Jerusalem. To uh-huh. Embassy
2: Suites, that's Too right, amb- yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> i got to go eat my Skittles now, Maddox. Okay. Thank you for having enjoy,
0: me. Enjoy your Skittles, Donald. We'll be checking in with you in a little bit. But, Rob, as our guest this week, I want to ask you, what is your thoughts on genetic modification? Is it a good thing to do in humans?
1: I think it could be a good thing, but it can't be because humans are evil, and there's no way that it won't be re- used to, to ruin the world. Like it's There's no way to have it, and there's no way to have nice things when it comes to genetic engineering. Okay, so... So you think people will abuse it immediately, right? I think they already are. There's, There's got to be people in secret right now trying to invent super soldiers and humans with five arms. It's already happening. It okay. has to be.
0: Interesting, interesting <laughs> argument. I have an argument on your side of the debate that I hope we get to. So I'm going to argue that it is a good thing. <laughs> Let's do it. All right? Fuck it. You know what? In fact, the argument... I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. Hmm. The argument that I had for your side of the debate, I'm going to flip around and use it for my side of the Ooh. debate, which is with genetic modifications, you are now able to... Selectively choose the genes that make people the most athletic, that make people the smartest, the most good-looking, the most perfect type of human you can possibly make. Given the choice to have a perfect child, right, the most athletic, the most beautiful, the most talented, the most gifted, the most brilliant, why wouldn't you?
1: Well, um, you know who else wanted to make the most athletic, (laughs) most attractive, (laughs) most intelligent race? Um, If you remember how that turned out for that guy... Yeah, I'm godwins right out of the gate. Uh.
0: <laughs> godwin's Law, which is, which is, as time increases during mm. a debate, the certainty of Hitler appearing mm. yes. increases to and, near near 100%. And we're
1: 45 seconds in, so yeah. it can only get better from here. Um, I, I See, I think, yes, it could be used to cure cancer. It could be used to make people smarter, but only rich people, obviously, because it's not going to be cheap to do this. So if you're going to have athletes who are coming from billionaire families it's going to be used as a tool to make rich people richer in that sense and also i mean if you can start changing humans what's going to stop you from doing really fucked up stuff you know what's going to stop you from you know using it to, to hurt humans what about what about secretly injecting people you know and chain and fucking up their kids
0: yeah okay rob great great argument here except mm. <laughs> i got a i got a little counter argument oh, yeah? called yeah humans don't want to fuck themselves over <laughs> Yeah!
3: Wow! How about that? So you must—you must be just showing us your debate skills to have such a such a <laughs> mer- merit thing to say.
0: Oh yeah, you think that there's merit in what I just said? Absolutely. Yeah, but the tell us why that that humans don't want to fuck themselves. Yeah, over? it's because it doesn't benefit anyone.
3: Oh my gosh! Where's the where's this Maddox coming from? <laughs> Amazing.
0: Rucka thinks I don't understand his <clears throat> philosophy and his point. of no, view, No, I you, do.
3: You're you're you're. Eh, anyway go ahead yeah yeah let's hear your brilliance
0: okay so humans in an effort to make humanity better I think we'll only use this to solve diseases and solve problems and make humans lives better like why wouldn't you if you could eradicate cerebral palsy or down syndrome or any of these things that that uh, uh, affect us why wouldn't you
1: Well, I mean, people like to help themselves, but not other people. So, I mean, to turn that around, if you were at war with a neighboring nation, why wouldn't you want to give all of their babies cerebral palsy if you hate them that much? Like, why? How? Why wouldn't it be used for evil by by bad governments and in bad people?
0: So, you think that maybe scientists may create a genetically modified strain sure. and in, introduce it into a population of S- our enemies?
1: Just stick it in the water supply, you know.
0: Well, on that note, why wouldn't they just create a genetically modified strain that gave them intelligence, and and uh, with that intelligence, maybe they'd be more sympathetic and empathetic to our cause. They would be, you know, they they would uh, turn and and work with us. <laughs> I mean, that that's fair. You yeah, put, that, it that, is, that, it's really fair. Good hmm. point, Maddox.
1: It's one point to you, I suppose. <laughs> but inevitably, you know, someone out there is going to. It's like nuclear warfare. Like someone out there is planning to use a nuke somewhere right at this second. Right. And nuclear power is incredible. It's it's it's. It's amazing. It's the an amazing invention, but it will inevitably be used to like destroy some large group of people at some point, or fuck over somebody at some point.
0: Now, I like to throw to Mikey sometimes because Mikey, I feel like, has a fairly neutral, fairly, um, I, I would say, more more standard point of view. Mikey. So, given the choice, if you ha- if you had the ability to genetically modify your offspring so that they they could be the supers uh, superhuman that we all aspire to be you know the most good looking the most athletic the smartest would you exercise that option
4: the issue that i have with it is i would be raising a kid that is perfect and he would realize how much lamer i am than <laughs> <him>. <laughs> yeah and more so than i any kid would you know what i mean with their parents but i think you have to be a nerd in order to get ahead in life Got to be in band, you have to get your brain going that you know early in life. The kids who who aren't doing that stuff, who are just good looking and are just like whatever, they're not, you know, getting the development they need. Um, yeah. at that age, they're not boy. getting stuffed
1: into enough lockers to yeah. develop as a person. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do agree with that. Even in the situation you're describing, Maddox, where um, you know, people are using it f- for athleticism and intelligence, like it's still only going to be, be used. By rich assholes to make their family line more successful, it's gonna it's gonna further the income divide. If your baby is gonna be an automatic super genius because you can afford it,
0: okay, fine. Look, these billionaires are just pumping out hot, perfect people into the gene (laughs) pool. Guess what? Eventually, they're gonna bang a few uggos, right? Mm -hmm. A few of us, uh, like a few us normal people, will occasionally bang a billionaire's offspring. I mean, we can dream, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just (laughs) statistically speaking, it's just gonna happen. People bump into each other and start banging. Mm -hmm. That's what happens. So at some point. I think it, overall, it's going to increase the quality of our gene pool, is it not?
1: Well, I mean, the intelligence may, but unforeseen. Like, let's say you make a kid beautiful and strong, but what you don't realize is they have a rare form of super cancer that only, you know, develops one generation later. Like, and you have no idea, you know, that that's coming. Now you've now you've now added more cancer to the gene pool than you had otherwise, just so you can make your kid a quarterback or a supermodel.
0: Yeah, that is a risk. Look, you got to crack some eggs. If you mm. want to make an omelet. Am I right? That's yeah. why there's 12 in That's there. What, <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to throw to Rucka, too, because there is a, also mm. a consideration that I know Rucka probably feels strongly about, which is mm. whether or not this is even ethical, Should the is it the government's role to tell people not to do this?
3: Uh, if you're knowingly hurting your unborn, like if you're creating somebody with a defect on purpose, I, I could consider that abuse. I would call that like as the, it's like you're breaking somebody's leg before mm. they're born, in a, in a sense. But as far as giving somebody good looks and intelligence, I mean, I can't understand the argument against it. I mean, if your primary, your first go-to argument is the rich will have access to it first, I would say, A, that's envious. It's not not an argument, respectfully. And B, um, even if that is the case, that the rich have access to caviar before the rest of us, over time it will become more accessible as it's mass-produced and you know, the Bill Gates's of the world want to put it in everybody's home. It does, isn't that usually how technology ends up
1: going? That is true. But I, I mean, this is, I'm, I don't want to uh, divert too much, but it's, it it doesn't solve the problem of like the child's choice in the matter too. Like maybe this kid doesn't want to be a quarterback. He has no choice in the matter. Maybe like what's the difference between making your kid A six foot five beautiful man versus making him look like Shrek if he has no choice in the matter either way. Ooh, that's That's a good point. That's an
3: interesting point. I guess I would say. um, So currently we have a case. We have a situation where nobody has a choice anyway. And a kid a kid might tell his parents like, why? Like, Mom, why did you bang dad? He's he's ugly. (laughs) You made me ugly. In a sense, we have some control. About, you know, what genes we hand our kids. In this case, we're saying the kid might not want to be tall and good looking. The fact that the parents gave him this life that he didn't necessarily want. Um, <laughs> I guess that's a that's a point. That's, a, that's an interesting point right
0: yeah it is an interesting so point. maddox
3: what can you say about this <laughs>
0: yeah, squirreling around it
3: what Wait, what's squirreling t- around it i'm saying yeah it's an interesting point listen at a certain listen <laughs> when it comes to these nuances at a certain point i do need to defer to the legal scholars and say what's <laughs> what's fair to for what what should parents have control over when it comes to their kids should they have the access to even give their kids good looks that's a interesting question it's it, we apply our existing legal philosophy to this new situation. It's a fair point. Yeah, okay, it is. But you asked me, no, I do I do I think the government should be involved in this? I would say, well, it depends. When the parents' actions affect the kid, then we need to ask these questions. It's a fair question. It's oh, not. Okay. So, it's triggered. not easy.
0: Who got triggered? Real quick, real yeah. quick,
4: Mikey. So, if somebody is willing to genetically alter their child, wouldn't that be the same person that would take? shirt back that didn't fit them from Target like (laughs) so I think that the point I think that (laughs) the target argument (laughs) always bringing that one up but Mm -hmm. I think that that's another thing is if you're willing to diss mother nature like that then you might be the kind of person to drop a baby off somewhere. Yeah. That's true. I, that.
1: I know this goes against my whole argument, but that, I mean, we already vaccinate our kids. Like, no kid ever grew up and said, "Damn, damn it, mom, I wanted to have polio." You know, and uh, the, yeah, there isn't there is a case to be made.
0: Yeah, thank you, Rob. That's a really good point.
1: So I'll give you that one.
0: Yes, I'll give you that point All right, let's too. Let's get a
1: little nastier, guys. Come <laughs> yeah. on.
0: Well, here's here's what I want to say about mm-hmm. uh, giving your child choice. Here's the thing: we're already doing this. Everybody's already doing this. Every time you select. Your potential mate, if you see the the blonde or the brunette across the, the aisle, across the bar, and you decide that's the one, she's going to be the mother of my children, and vice versa, right? They did, You guys selected each other. And you probably did that based on some traits that you were able to observe, like their looks, like their personality, like their occupation, like whatever they happen to be in, whatever circumstance they happen to be in. That helped you decide, right? That helped you determine and choose that. It is selection. It is not... It is not a random cause. It's a it's a determined choice that you made, right? And we're already doing this. this here's an article from LiveScience.com, and this is why I think that uh, you know it's okay to go down this path. This is an argument for. It says, of course, mitochondrial replacement is unnatural, but so are IVF, so in vitro fertilization, right? Organ transplants are unnatural, prosthetic limbs, and injectable insulin. If we were sanguine about the way that nature and circumstances ravage our fragile bodies, we'd never have invented medicine. And of course, we can't predict with one hundred percent certainty what will happen to us in the future as a result of actions we take now. We never could. When has that ever stopped us? And why should it? So that's a question. Yeah. I think
1: the ask that the genetic aspect makes a huge difference because if you if you put a prosthetic on your kid, like that is playing with nature, sure. But that you're not forcing your kid's kid to have a prosthetic and his kid's kid's kid. You're not. Oh. your There's a multi generational choice being taken away. Yeah. Not just. It's not just you picking the you know the blue eyed blonde across the aisle as your mate, you're also forcing your kid to pick, the, you know, the presumptive mate. You're changing you're, you're changing genes for multiple generations, and I think that's a strong case to make against it. Oh, that is a really good point. I really understand
3: the, uh, the whole, our technology has surpassed our humanity aspect of this. Like, I don't think that's a legal argument. I don't think that should mean we limit our technology, but the fear <laughs> is definitely real, that people are going to use this uh, for irrational purposes. Like, um, my my biggest fear when I hear about this technology is like, what if the types of parents, the types of people, you hear about this lady who gouged her her own eyes out, made herself blind because she feels that she's a blind person on the inside and she wants to be blind. People that have made themselves handicapped because they feel that being disabled is their true identity. Um, what, what if those types of people are decide to have a kid and they decide to give this child an identity that is, you know... Oh yeah, nothing, Negative.
1: nothing would stop them. No, no amount of government regulations would stop them from going to another country and finding a different group of, of uh, you know, scientists to do whatever, they, whatever shit, the thing they want to do to their own kid. You know? There's always a way around regulations.
0: Well, also gender in, in particular. So I met someone in a Lyft car uh, not too long ago. We picked her up and she just left an in vitro fertilization clinic where she genetically modified her child. She chose her child's gender. She came out here from New Zealand, and she wanted a female a daughter. And so she came out here specifically because it's outlawed in New Zealand to choose the gender of your child. In America, for some reason, I guess in, in different states, the laws may vary, but it's not in Los Angeles. So I thought that was a really interesting thing that happened. She came out and specifically wanted a female child. Should you be able to choose the gender of your children?
1: See, that's not something you pass forward from generation to generation. I mean, it is, yeah, it is taking a choice away from them, but so is random chance. It doesn't really make a difference. Um, so I, th- I think, yeah, to that to that point, sure. If you decide the gender of your kid, I don't think that has a profound effect on multi generational. Now chain. there
0: uh, there is the risk that in modifying these people's genes, that they could that we could awaken a Pandora's box that becomes irrevocable. We may be able to modify someone's genes that that uh, makes us think that we're increasing their intelligence or their athleticism, but it may make them more susceptible to a type of disease or virus that could wipe out all of humanity. That's where this is an ethical question. That's where this comes in, Rucka. So this is, the, this is a question that I would ask you in terms of regulation. Now, I, I know that your belief is that, you know, very in favor of personal property and personal choices, right? Everyone should have that personal liberty. However, if you tried to modify someone, even with good intentions, and you, it was not your intention to modify them in a way that makes them more susceptible to pandemics, <laughs> should you have that ability and right to do that? Because the potential outcome is you could wipe out a significant portion of humanity or affect many now, people just in adverse ways. It's
3: kind of a detail of what you said. Why would, being suscept- why would one person being susceptible to a disease make someone else susceptible to it?
0: Well, because, for example, when people... Got AIDS, that, that strain was a different type of strain that, w- that eventually mutated so that it could wor- it be could, transmitted. Uh, yeah, be transmitted and inhabit uh, a certain host. Like, for example, <laughs> Ebola. One of the reasons Ebola is so contagious and so dangerous is because it, it was a mutated version of another strain that became airborne at some point, I believe. And so when people sneeze when they get Ebola, I think it becomes very, very contagious. And so you might create a human. That, has, that is very receptive to a certain type of bacteria or disease in our environment that we are not And that disease mute, to. mutates inside the person? Yes.
1: And it carries forward for generations. So what are you going to do when you discover that your, your gene tweak that made this kid beautiful and athletic also made them more susceptible to like some disease? Are you going to tell them, hey, we just discovered this bug in our coding. Um, you probably shouldn't have kids. In fact, we're going to, we're going to make sure that you can't, like, how do you stop it from perpetrating generationally? Once you realize that you that like there was some unforeseen consequence to your change.
3: I guess the answer I would give is, in general, when it comes to risks, we need to look very carefully at what are the known risks and proceed from there. I mean, with any new technology, with any new medicine. If I invented anesthetics and we'd never seen it before, oh, now you can have surgery without being in incredible pain. Right. You might say,
0: well, I don't know what this is going to do.
3: This could give me AIDS.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But no, no, that's, that's well, a different yeah, yeah. argument because this is that is that there's a baseline for mm-hmm. how susceptible we as humans are right now with whatever exists in our environment. We've all adapted to the natural <laughs> bacterias and diseases and viruses that we are all born with, mm-hmm. right? We become adapted and acclimated to this. But if you modify someone genetically, it's unpredictable what will happen. Oh, and totally! And yeah, it,
1: DNA is so unbelievably complicated. Like you could cure, you could go in and cure every kind of cancer, and then realize, oh, whoops! This one type of cancer we cured actually doubles as a gene that creates this thing that the body needs, and now people are screwed. Okay, yeah. so
3: again, with any with any risk, I would say if there is reason to believe that this might affect people, that this might hurt people, other than the people paying for it, other than the customer themselves, aka the future generation, aka other people. <laughs> unrelated to this whole exchange there is reason to say the government should make should need to sign off on it because it affects there's there's potential damage that's going to be done so yeah the scientists need to make sure this is safe before they go ahead with it i mean whenever whenever it comes to risk um there is definitely the case to be made that this affects more than the people uh, that that are having this exchange. So yes, you can ha- have that boner you have right now, Maddox. I see the look on your face. Yes, I'm saying there there may, there may be a place for the government when it comes to the risk. However, when it comes to beyond the, the the matter of risk, just people you know, should people have this type of technology and is it fair? Like that. That's where I jump off and say that's it's really none of my business if some people have access to this and others don't. For instance,
0: um, this is a question for everyone. Uh, would you, anyone at the table, consider themselves a globalist or in favor of global government?
3: The, those are two different questions. What do you mean by globalist?
0: Well, by globalist, I mean in favor of a global government. No, I'm yeah. not. Okay, no. Not really. No. And, Mikey, no. Okay. Well, Rob, this... Uh, you, <laughs> well, you, I you am, says <laughs> uh, You just well. may have gutted your own argument. That? Really why is that? because, let's say that you're going to successfully debate and argue that this technology could lead to a chaos scenario, a a doomsday scenario for us, right? Well, if we regulate in America and say, okay, no one can do this, we can't regulate in China where they are doing this. Mm-hmm. So the actions of China, the actions of any other country could be affecting us in adverse ways that we have no control over. So isn't that then an argument well, I mean, for a global government?
1: Well, I mean, a global government carries its own problems and risks. But I, I mean, I'm not arguing that there's even a solution to this. I think genetic engineering could very well be an unstoppable force that ruins us. Um, I don't think a global government could even stop it because you could still have pockets of, with 7 billion people in the world. It wouldn't be that hard to find a way to, mm-hmm. to have some nefarious uh, genetic engineering operation that no one knows about. Well, that's a good point.
3: Um, and Maddox, um, you're s- smart. W- you yeah, see? very smart. <laughs>
0: yes.
1: But like,
3: couldn't you say that with any technology, like other countries will let you use it for bad purposes? I mean, should the inventor of the steam engine be held responsible? Should he have been stopped because someday Hitler would use his technology to hurt people? Hitler. There you go. Uh, there we go the again. Hitler God argument. Yeah.
0: Um, no, because it depends on the scale and scope of how much it could affect. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, like, like for example, someone created a gun or a knife. You could use that gun for good or evil, and most people use it for good, right? But with and then by the way, if a gun malfunctions or a knife malfunctions, you are affecting at most one or two people. Or, or or maybe, like, you know, if you happen to go on a, ma- a <laughs> shooting spree, maybe, like, 50 or a few hundred. Mm. But we're talking billions, potentially, with genetic modification. The scale and scope is, wa- is is vastly different. That's why it's not even comparable. This is something that we need to look at as a special case, mm. genetic modification.
3: Yeah, so six million, uh, more than six. Like, Hitler killed a lot of people with yeah. with Western, you know... ...modern science, the technology that the Industrial Revolution gave him.
0: It doesn't matter. Not that people, it doesn't matter.
3: It's not that many people. It doesn't matter. what I said. You're and, here first,
0: folks. Yeah. No, no. It doesn't matter what technology he used. If he didn't have fucking gas chambers or guns, you think yeah. that would stop him? You think he wouldn't use a fucking club or whatever it took to, to do it or just his bare hands?
3: Right. So my point is, if people are going to hurt people, they're going to use whatever technology is at their disposal. Why should we, here in the free world... Be worried about
1: what the Chinese are going to use our technology for
0: because it affects us this could affect us in a very drastic
1: way oh especially with genetic engineering because like mm-hmm. once you put that into the world yeah. like that's a human being like that's yeah. that's yeah. somebody who can travel anywhere somebody who can mm-hmm. have sex with anybody um you can, this, this if, can if they this, are good looking yeah absolutely. and they will be because that's yeah. the point that's mm-hmm. what we're trying to accomplish yeah. they, right <laughs> they, they,
0: they can and we may inadvertently awaken mm-hmm. a terminator gene now yeah. this is something that we're experimenting with currently in mosquitoes and rob this is really interesting because we talked about this there's a new It's not even new. It's been been around for about, like, 5, 10 years at least. It's called CRISPR. Oh, yeah. It is a genetic tool, essentially, that can go in and slice up DNA and add in little bits of other DNA. And it was kind of – it's very fascinating stuff. If you guys haven't heard it, it's outside the scope of this podcast because we're not – experts in the field but rob your
1: mom is right yeah but i'm still not an expert my mom talks about what she my mom works um in the the area of um of genetics a bit because she works with um, hepatitis b and c and how to how to cure these viruses but um i wouldn't consider myself an expert but i i know enough about crispr to be Absolutely terrified, and so should all of you. Because not only could it be used to, like, you know, solve cancer or you know, tweak mosquitoes so that they can't carry malaria, but it could also be used to, you know, wipe out an entire species if you wanted to. It's it's not it's not just taking out bits of DNA and putting new ones in because that would be, I mean, that could still go wrong, but it would only affect a few generations. It would filter out through genetics, like you only have a fifty percent chance of inheriting your dad's your dad's problems. But um, but you can also program in the CRISPR machine itself you can program dna to create the crispr process and then enact it in every new baby that's born so you can what is crispr Um, so crispr to summarize it poorly probably it's um it's a mechanism where they use a virus to hijack like a regular process that dna uses to rebuild itself when it's damaged but it targets areas that aren't damaged and it tells the dna that hey this part needs to go cut it out replace it with this bit here and the bit you replace it with can be whatever you want So once, like assuming you understand what you're doing, you could take any bit of DNA and change it in any way you want. You could give people purple hair, three arms, like you could, you could do anything um, just by programming it into their, into the CRISPR system.
0: Um, I just looked it up online just to give everyone a little Mm. bit of background. CRISPR technology is a simple yet powerful tool for editing genomes. It Mm. allows researchers to easily alter DNA sequences and modify gene function. The protein Cas9, it's it's the one that's CRISPR-associated. It's an enzyme that acts like a pair of molecular scissors capable of cutting strands of DNA. Now, this is very, very powerful stuff because Mm. essentially what uh, Rob said is true. If you genetically modify someone... Right. If you want to create a a certain crop, like this tomato is resistant to this bacteria or this pest, which they're already experimenting with, they found that after a few generations, that tomato would would lose that resistance because it didn't inherit those genes. But then scientists found a way to include the CRISPR instruction set, essentially, to recreate
1: that genetic modification going forward. So... And that means it's, like, it breaks evolution, like it breaks genetics completely. Because now, if that tomato that you're um you're changing, all of a sudden, too late, you realize that it's now poisonous to humans. It's out in the wild now. It, that that tomato's offspring is going to be poisonous, and it's going to spread in, through the population. It's not going to like. But typically,
3: tomatoes grow on like like one farm here, and then another there. Yeah,
1: but over time, eventually, like every every like if you if let's say you have mommy tomato and daddy tomato, like mm-hmm. without the CRISPR repeating itself, like. Uh, even if you made one poisonous tomato, it would filter out over time. Like it, the baby, the you know, the offspring would have like a less of a chance to have that gene, and then that offspring would have an even less chance. This but will, yeah. if you program CRISPR into it, now every tomato that interacts, or you know, any kind of cross pollination, is going to spread that gene 100% of the time instead of 50% of the time, and that's what could wipe out, you know, an entire species. And that's that's the scary part.
0: And this is the subject of uh, a lot of disputes in agriculture because there's a company called Monsanto where mm-hmm. they do create genetically modified seeds. And they have a very specific fingerprint, basically, for those, for those seeds. And occasionally, there was, a, there was a dispute a long time ago. I think they talked about this in Food Inc., which I thought was a terrible movie, but uh, this was an interesting part. But in Food Inc., they talked about how you could have a neighboring farm that has those Monsanto seeds with those genes that are modified. And then, just the wind itself could pollinate your field, and then inadvertently you could be harvesting their crop, or a bee could carry some of the pollen over and and uh, cross pollinate your your uh, your products, your produce. So that could essentially spread this genetically modified crop to places that weren't ever intended, and it could have uh, potentially, it it does have the possibility of of replacing all the normal crops, which by the way would end that genetic evolution. It would stop evolving in the way that we predict. in the way that we expect, because we have told that gene to continue passing down the modifications we made to it forever, right? Well, but
3: that last point, you can say that about agriculture in general. We we interrupt the natural process of evolution and decide which fruits
1: we want to see reproduce.
0: Yes, that's true, but not in a way that is irrevocable.
1: Yeah, not in a way that's done in one day in a lab versus over hundreds of years. Um, Like when we created corn, it took multiple generations. It took hundreds of years to create corn. I mean, isn't it better to speed it up? Well, I would say no, because that brings in so much risk. If I can sit at a computer and program what I think corn should be in an afternoon with a bunch of my buddy scientists and like, okay, this is what corn is now. We're um, going to grow it. I'm going to spread it out. It's going to take over all the fields. And then you realize too late, oh shit, actually now it explodes. Maybe
3: uh, maybe the, the, the outdoor farm is kind of... Getting a little antiquated. Maybe we should, it's time to just move everything indoors <laughs> and just have a factory with, with everything you need kind of contained in one room. Is well, that
0: yeah. That's my, that's my argument for why these Malthusian predictions about the end of the world and how mm. we're going to run out of resources. They're all dipshits. Mm. Every time someone I makes a Love this guy. Yeah,
3: I love uh, argumentative <laughs> r- opposite side of what he actually believes, Maddox. That's
0: not well, the opposite side of what I actually believe. It's what I actually believe. Wow. It's the regular side. Because everyone who says all the uh, – I wouldn't even say – I was going to do my rucka voice, but it's not even you saying this. <laughs> but all the, all the people who say that the earth is going to run out of resources and land, et cetera, yeah, et cetera. why would I
3: say that?
0: No, you, you've never said that. No. But, but every single time someone makes one of these dipshit predictions – Something happens, some technology comes along and increases our food output tenfold. And -hmm. that happens time and time again because you can't predict what future technologies will yield. And we haven't even begun to explore, in a pragmatic way, vertical farming with hydroponics, which means all food will be organic. We no longer have to use pesticides because we control what type of bacteria and plants and pests go inside a building, and they can be completely self-sustained. You can have irrigation systems that uh, run from top down and and have the entire building be solar paneled and self-sufficient. These are technologies that we haven't even really begun to explore. Mm -hmm. And when you say technologies
3: will yield, I mean, you almost make it sound like technology invents itself, whereas somebody thought about it and created something new and experiment and created a new type type of technology and don't leave out the part that at every step of the way throughout history there was always widespread hysteria surrounding every new technology
1: well i it- think sometimes it's warranted like look at nuclear weapons i mean it's it, there's still hysteria now and they, the nukes could still go flying any day we don't know um i mean and i, I think i see genetic engineering similarly um it, in the wrong hands it could do immense damage um in the right hands it could cure cancer and there's really no controlling. Once the technology exists, everybody will have it. It'll become public knowledge, and there's really no turning back that clock. Like, um, Take the idea of like um, the tomatoes we were talking about. Once you use CRISPR, like a self-perpetuating type of CRISPR, because remember, there's two kinds. There's CRISPR that only applies to that one, and then there's CRISPR that has the instructions for CRISPR inside of it. And If it's that second thing, once you realize your mistake, there's no undo button. It's out there in the world. It's breeding in the wild. You can't undo it. Uh, and that's that's the terrifying part.
0: Yeah, what if the human that you modify, again, Well, let's go back to the Terminator gene right. because this is really in- important. It's very interesting stuff. They found ways to modify mosquitoes, a mosquito's gene, mm-hmm. so that it will terminate after one generation or it won't go on or it will be sterile.
3: What do you mean, it'll, oh, it'll be sterile?
0: It could be sterile okay. or they, they have a Terminator gene with with uh, certain mosquitoes that where after they procreate. I, I listened to an episode, I think, of Radiolab that talked about this where they found that there were two types of mosquitoes in this lab that they were experimenting on and they could shine a uv light on one and one of them had this like red glowing thing inside them and they found that when they modified this mosquito's genes that after they went out and mated the mosquito would immediately die and so they were able to wipe out the population of mosquitoes in cities that they tried this in by 96% so they would go around to places with the uh, cholera or or yellow fever and and, and uh, diseases that mosquitoes start to pass on and they were able to wipe out almost the entire mosquito population by having this mosquito breed with with other mosquitoes and then pass on that terminator gene and then they would just die.
3: So this 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 death after fucking yeah. This is naturally occurring in some mosquitoes or they created this? They created this. So they created a mosquito that dies after, after it has sex correct. or whatever it is mosquitoes do. I am yes. not I'm a little unclear on that. <laughs> And then they unleash this breed of mosquito
0: that dies after it has sex. So after one generation, you're basically wiping out an entire population. But they you
1: know, die—they die after breeding. Presumably, but, but, they would breed multiple times before they die. So I guess it slows down the population. Slows growth. it down.
0: Yeah. Well, what happens is the next generation of mm-hmm. mosquitoes that are born are carrying this terminator gene. So then but they okay. Yeah.
3: So okay, but now you're you're worried they're gonna give people
1: a gene that makes them die after they mate.
0: Inadvertently. Okay. What if we actually, What if we accidentally do that?
1: Well, I mean, I don't accident. think there's ever been a case where mosquito DNA mixed with human DNA on accident. I don't know if genes would pass that way, but for all we know, you could wreck the food chain by wiping out mosquitoes. Like you could destroy, like some it, there could be some unforeseen consequence to wiping out mosquitoes as much as we hate them. So.
3: so I'm hearing a lot of unforeseen consequences, and it can be used to really hurt people before, yes. like to create people with a cl- with a very bad dysfunction of some sort. Right. Okay. Unforeseen. Well, those are two. There's unforeseen, as in we don't even know what's going to happen, and then there's it can be used to harm people. It can right. be used. So I mean that that second one, I would say that that is where the law steps in. You can't, you cannot knowingly hurt somebody. You can't know, knowingly make somebody handicapped before they're born. That is the same as going up to somebody and, and cutting their legs off. In, in the way I see it.
0: Well, why? That, why that, not? That, though I mean, look, some people, especially in the deaf community, they there's um there are these videos that float around online about cochlear implants mm-hmm. where you'll see them here for the very first time and then there's a bunch of people in the deaf community that are they're basically deaf activists yeah they're who wrong say, who say who say this is not a deficiency this is not a disability this is how we were born and we should stay this and way and they're wrong this oh. is
3: this is a horrible thing to say
0: why they're, why is it, let, why are they they're wrong? free yeah. to
3: stay deaf if they want to be deaf but the, you if you're making the argument that creating a deaf child on purpose is not a crime it's not taking it's not hurting somebody on purpose that's wrong i don't care what some deaf activists out there say there is no it, it is objectively an impediment to be missing one of your senses
0: well what if the thing that that uh, you are potentially not born with is an extra finger all right let's say people with six fingers are more are better piano players or they have some certain skill or whatever among right? other things they are <laughs> they are they are a minority in our, in our genetic population. <laughs> they are a minority. Yeah. And they could make the argument that everyone born without six fingers is at a disability, and it should be illegal to pass on genes that make you only born with five fingers.
3: Or, or also, what if a parent wants to give their kid 11 fingers and sees it as a good thing, and then so, uh, someone else says, no, you're hurting your kid by making them a, a freak with 11 fingers. I, this is, these are tough questions to answer. At a certain point, I do need to defer to legal scholars to to deal with these little nuances. But when you're knowingly giving somebody a life of deafness, like that is hurting
1: them. That is. And I would argue that we are as a nation, we are hell bent on it being up to us, what we do with our kids. Like just look at homeschooling, look at like, look at anti-vaxxers. I think with this technology would, if it existed, the next generation of anti-vaxxers would be the one, the same people saying it's my right to change my kids' genes, however I want. Mm.
0: Well, what
3: about Intr- this? Go ahead, Maddox. Oh, you're not going to say it? I'll say I, it. Okay, yeah. so you're saying that anti-vaxxers are wrong. So you're saying that technology should not be feared, as in vaccine technology.
1: I'm saying it's the don't tell me what to do with my kids crowd, and that, that crowd could very easily be you know, <laughs> but on both the, sides of this. But the don't tell me what to do <laughs>
3: crowd, they're afraid of this technology, which is vaccination. Mm. So and they would certainly be afraid
1: of this technology, genetic engineering. Also, nothing so. to worry about. They're not going to use it. Well, yeah. what
0: about this? What about this? That's a good point. <laughs> what if scientists were able to determine, and by the way, they are already finding some differences mm-hmm. in the political way that people think, right? Conservatives versus liberals. They have done studies that have found That the way that conservatives process grotesque imagery is vastly different than the way liberals do. Conservatives have a much more visceral reaction to disgusting, quote, disgusting images. Like if you show them any kind of gore, if you show them insects, if you show them grotesque things, they have a much more visceral response. And you can predict with a very high degree of accuracy. There's a test. Am I, cons- I think, am I conservative or liberal.com uh, or something like that? You can go and take this test, and basically it just asks you the following types of questions. I'll ask you guys all around the table, and I'll predict your leanings. I'm not going to predict your political party affiliation, but I'll predict your leanings. Here's the question: If I took a fly swatter that has been used to kill flies and I wash it and steam it and sterilize it as much as possible, and then I use it to stir a bowl of soup and serve it to you, would you? Eat that bowl of soup, or would you feel
1: disgusted by it?
4: How hungry am I?
1: Yeah. Well, um, let's say
4: you're just eating lunch.
1: Yeah, I'd eat it. You'd eat it. Yeah, I know it's clean. I okay. know it's been sterilized. Mikey, yeah. how about you? I
4: just lunch. You'd skip lunch.
0: You would skip lunch.
3: Okay, Rucka? Yeah, uh, it's weird. A weird. It's a. It's a weird situation. You'll never be in, but hypothetically, <laughs> I think I would probably eat the soup. Not. I'd. I'd be unsure why you did that. Yeah, you've never made a soup before. Yeah, it's why a would new thing? Okay, well, really go outside, ahead, buddy. <laughs> So, so apparently, me and Rob have the same exact uh, political leanings. Now, go. What? Yeah. What? Wh- wh- Not wh- same exact. No? You would have to
0: ask him a number okay, of. questions. Okay, what's our question. leaning? Your leaning is a little bit more liberal. So people who are a little bit more liberal are more okay with grotesque things like that. And and Mikey, you might be leaning a little bit more conservative. Yes. based on your answer. All right. Now it's not
3: flawless. T- flawless test. It's not flawless. That's one question. This it's is a dumb example. question and it's a dumb test. It's and not a dumb test. I was I was I was hanging myself <clears throat> with my invisible rope the minute you brought this up. <laughs> now parents are gonna determine their kids' political views. Yes. Also, it's like it, you're coro- so incoherent if Why? you think that. Opinions and <laughs> philosophy is determined
1: by your genes.
0: They well, it could potentially. But what it can What if they find that it is Rucka? I don't. Think they can't like, find well, that it is.
1: None of us were born knowing that fly waters are or how sanitation works sure. or even what soup is. You know, yeah. we this is, these are all things that we learned.
0: Well, okay. Here is a fact, right? Certain people find grotesque imagery more disturbing than others, right? Hmm.
4: I think there's That's different fair. tiers of it, like different yeah, categories. Everyone's got though. their own I limits. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. If I, for example, can tolerate any amount because I'm perfect in the sense that I have really good looks and I'm very smart.
1: Mm. So your, I. F- c- your parents already had this technology. <laughs> they, 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 yeah. <laughs> why, why are your
3: parents hiding it from everyone?
0: What do you. What do you mean there, honey? Your hiding?
3: parents, your parents clearly know how to make a beautiful, handsome young man.
0: Look, they got lucky. Oh, <laughs> right.
3: It was luck. Yeah, sure. they rolled
0: that dice twice, and let me tell you, the, let the me results count, were not up. the
1: same. Let me count your fingers. Wait, <laughs> on, wait a yeah. second.
0: So, but let's go back to this question, though. If you are able to determine, and I know Rucka, you, oh, well, how do we know? How do we look? If you are able to determine what with with some degree of accuracy that. Someone may have a political leaning. I wasn't saying how do we
3: know? How do we know? I was saying ideas and opinions are not determined by genes. Maddox is saying, "What if? What if? What if it a... is?
0: What you if you don't fucking know? What if
3: the the the? <laughs> I can't even think of a comparison. There's nothing that stupid.
0: It's not stupid. <laughs> what if you you don't know? Look, the people who are centrists might have a genetic predisposition to being more open to hearing two sides of uh, of arguments and two sides of. Two sides of debates. So, what if they find that there's something similar for conservatives and liberals? Because again, they have tested countless conservatives and liberals on on tests like these, and they found that conservatives have more visceral reactions to grotesque imagery.
1: I would say that's in the same category as trying to make them more intelligent or more attractive. You're you're altering their choice in life. Let's in a scenario that you're describing, where you're a Republican or Democrat because of you know your your dad's jizz. Like I think. <laughs> In this scenario, yeah, I would still I would have a problem with that. I think it it takes away an element of choice and it changes their brain chemistry in some predetermined way, and that's uh, kind of spooky.
0: Okay, well, look, we have talked a lot about the negatives of this type of technology, right? Oh, it could it could potentially create a Terminator gene. It could create uh it, it could make people pass on generations of conservative or liberal they c- thinkers. It can't. It, it, how do you know Rucka you don't know shit because I know that
3: people are conscious we're all sitting here four conscious people having a discussion about ideas
0: oh really do you think it's possible do you think it's genuinely possible for, for <laughs> just in general yeah. to be able to persuade a, a Trump supporter or, or a, a Clinton supporter to to, uh, to go to the other side? Do you, how often do you... How well, likely me, It's very okay, it? difficult. Okay. Hold on. Well, let me answer. Oh! It may be very difficult, but the
3: reason they are a Trump or Hillary supporter is because of the philosophical choices they've made either implicitly or explicitly up until now.
1: Yes, and I have nothing to back this up, but I am 100% sure if you took twins at birth and sent mm-hmm. one to Alabama and one to to new york they would have very different political leanings if you gave them different you know different upbringings and different socioeconomic statuses different educations and even
3: and even then they would have the um Opportunity to think for themselves if they are an independent thinker and challenge the environment that they were raised in. So I'm not really? even with you on the word products of our environment argument. Everybody ha- can and sometimes does not. It doesn't happen often. So I understand your cynicism, Maddox. But every once in a while, people actually do think for themselves. And no, your opinion is not handed to you by
1: genetics.
0: Okay, well, there's no evidence for that. That's just a, an opinion of yours. There's no evidence.
1: What if actually this that makes me think of something else that's kind of kind of worrisome. But like, what if your ability to choose the way you think and have an open mind could be turned off through your genes? What if your yeah. y- your brain is programmed just like any other organ in your body? Of
0: course, it can.
1: So, what if like it's not it's not left versus right. It's free thinking versus robot. Like, if you could tweak babies to be more obedient to uh, to listen to to believe things um more readily. Like, that's something in that other I, words, think I believe 100% could be done. In
3: other words, to turn off their rational faculty. Yes, right. if they have autism, okay. for example.
0: If so if someone has a certain type I think of autism a, 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 as
3: someone who's largely been called autistic by the internet I'll say an autistic person has a rational faculty he can still weigh ideas and depends. decide It
0: uh, depends. Autism is on a spectrum. There could be very severe cases of autism where people are not very functional. There's high functioning autism, there's different types, there's Aspergers. No, but there's a type of au- autism that could affect your rational ability to think and control Okay.
3: So the question is what yes. if what if parents create a kid with ra- with missing his ability to think rationally correct. that to me is it's it's
1: like taking away one of their five senses only worse mm-hmm.
0: okay that's fine and now but, imagine
1: but... imagine a dictatorship forcing like creating super soldiers that can't think for themselves it's not too far off because we've already talked about making kids stronger and smarter and bigger mm-hmm. uh why not just do all of those things except for the smarter part make them more obedient and then a few generations later you've got you've got the the Uruk-hai from from lord of the rings you have a, like a super army That that doesn't give a shit about thinking for themselves.
0: and, And these people who can't think for themselves because they've been genetically bred not to... They be they could be more suggestible, and then you could indoctrinate them with whatever right. political affiliation you want. If you, know?
3: you give them, well, then it's not a political affiliation if they have no choice.
0: Of course, it is.
3: It's not a choice. Well, if it's not a choice,
0: you can hold someone's gun to their head and ask them what party they support. I mean, and it's, more about, it's more. They have no
1: choice. They're being programmed. You put a gun in their hand and say, okay. "This is what the enemy looks like." Let, let me yeah. just, let me just say this: If you create a kid, a, a,
3: a child, if you create a person <laughs> with the uh, with no free choice, no free will, they're unable to think they can only follow orders you've basically created an, an animal that then needs to be trained so that's at the, at this point you've taken away from them not only one of their f- not not their f- one of their five senses but even worse you've you've taken away their mind
0: okay i'm okay not but impressed. you're
3: saying yeah. we can create people that have the same rational faculty as the rest of us but they will choose to be conservative or they will choose to be liberal that is impossible you can't create a conscious a conscious human being that you decided will choose Donald Trump over Hillary.
0: Do you think that there is a difference physiologically or psychologically psychologically, between men and women?
3: Yeah. Well, d- what, not in terms of their philosophy, but in terms of their genetics, absolutely.
0: Well, the, that's important. I read a study that says that women are, 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 are Democrats and men are asked. Republicans. <laughs> All right. <laughs> men and women. This is, I think everyone around the table may have seen this study, but. Men and women process mm-hmm. imagery differently, right?
3: Yeah. yeah.
0: When they look at baseball players, like they've they've done, eye, they've done heat map scans. Mm-hmm. This is very interesting where they can track your pupils and see where your eyes look first at baseball players. Mm-hmm. Men overwhelmingly, I believe, look at the man's crotch. And women look at his head and chest first and then, uh, then move crotch. down to his crotch. Yeah, because yeah, women are attracted to men with minds no that's okay great scientists rock a we're yeah, the science yeah, corner on a here. smart baseball player so yeah.
3: anyway what's your point with this
0: the point is yeah that men and women have psychological differences conservatives and liberals oh. process information oh differently you God. cannot deny dude you can do this test of asking people gross things listen like if you if you had just smashed your uh, a spider on mm-hmm. the on the on the table with your bare hands right mm-hmm. and then without washing your hands and you ate a sandwich would that gross you out totally you would be grossed out, Rob. How about out. you, Mikey? Yes. Yes. Donald, how about you? No. You wouldn't.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I didn't even catch the full question. Probably I. W- whatever he said, you, we you apparently smashed, are the same.
0: You smashed a spider, spider. And, then you, and then without washing your hands, you uh-huh. ate a sandwich. Would that gross you out? No. It wouldn't gross you out. I mean, what is this? A
3: fucking tarantula? A giant yeah. fucking? Is it still let's
1: stuck to your hand while you're eating yeah, the sandwich? Yeah. Like, say it's a tarantula. What? Yeah. Let's say it's a big one. That's pretty fucking gross.
0: Yeah what's the what's your point the point is that conservatives and liberals think differently oh and you god. may be able to this guy is a, to allergic
3: that. to facts i'm not i allergic. deal with this shit every day oh my god listen are you are do you have your current opinions to the extent you have any I, can, I still can't figure out what the hell you are but to the extent you smart do you have your opinions because you thought about them and chose what made sense to you or is it because of genetics
0: I mean, Rucka, you're asking me a question. You're asking a ruler to measure itself, essentially, right? You're asking me how I formed my opinions, whether it's genetic. How can I even measure my own, uh, the, the amount, the effect that the genetics have played into my thought process? How can I even measure that?
1: I mean, you can you can measure that. I think, like, if you take twins that are separated, they do studies. Twins separated at birth, they 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 turn out very similarly in a lot of ways, but they also end up, you know, very different. It's it's nature versus nurture. It's the oldest debate in the book. Yeah. It, it's um,
3: nature and it's nurture and it's individual thought. To decide what do I agree with and what do I not agree with,
0: you're taking that for granted that individual thought is just a given. Like if people, people exposed to the same information can come across, come away with two vastly different conclusions. Exactly,
3: that's my point. Every person has free will to decide what they agree with and what they're going to act on, what they're going to believe.
0: Well, that okay,
3: but so no the assumption
1: you're-
0: about free will.
3: Your politics are not determined by genetics, okay? I know but you, you I read a agree study somewhere. I
1: do agree with Maddox that your politics could be indirectly, you know, if if you have if you have a type of mind that isn't receptive to new information, or you don't have very good critical thinking skills, like that's something you can measure from childhood onward. Like that's not necessarily something you pick up in college. Like if Critical thinking skills you can pick them up but if you're if you're predisposed to just not give a shit or think about things clearly or laterally I think people are much more
3: I think people are much more uh, a blank slate when they're born I think uh, critic critic thinking critically can be taught to a child and should be taught to a child I think that's what education used to be about maybe. Maybe it can, it can someday again be. Are you with me on this? Yes. Okay. So people can choose to think critically. Yes, I agree. If some people they were never taught to do it, they're surrounded by irrational people their whole life. They may never actually think critically, and oh. then it just becomes of which which picture reaches them first, which 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 groin or or chest do they do they happen to look at first that determines what opinion they have. Okay. okay. But, well, yeah. I mean
1: to take to, to, to take your side for a second because now I'm thinking about it more. I'm I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of agreeing because like would you agree with me? that being stupid versus smart has a genetic component? Depends what you mean by stupid and smart. Just in general, take the stupidest person you ever met. Do you think it was because he wasn't raised right? To me, a
3: stupid person is someone that doesn't think, that doesn't, that's mm. not thoughtful. Well, yeah, but, but
0: you're, you're, answer the question. Avoid, you're, avoid, no, because
3: we need to know, do you mean someone well, who has low capacity or well, someone think, who chooses not to think?
0: A few
1: moments ago, we were talking about genetically engineering people to be smarter, and we mm-hmm. all kind of agreed that that was possible. So I think, um, I, I think there's an understanding that, like, you can be stupid or smart based on your parents. Um, based on your genes yes
3: but even the dumbest person on earth if they have a a rational faculty if they're able to think they can choose to think and they could put a man on mars sooner than and a guy with the highest mental capacity in the universe well, sure who yeah. chooses There's, not to I mean, add, yeah. not to think There's and, mitigating and he yeah, chooses factors. to be stupid take take for an example me and maddox he's a computer programmer highly 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 gifted thinker or or Th- capable, like you said it. Ca- thinker, <laughs> capable of accomplishing great things. If if he chose to be rational, instead he chose to be irrational. On the flip side, you've got me. What? That's, that's, not, not, a that's not a straw man. I, yeah, I said you were irrational. That's a, that's an accusation. It's not a straw man. Okay, fine. On the flip side, you've got me, someone yeah. who has been argue, uh, who has been often consider to be mentally limited a guy who clearly has very low iq but who's thoughtful who likes to think about things who recognizes his own rational ability to think and has chosen therefore
1: to choose all the right correct
3: opinions but, but and has
1: done so but look here's the point i'm trying to make yeah. if it's stupid if being stupid versus smart is has does have a genetic basis and you, if you accept that as a fact, and then you also accept—I mean, this is a much more controversial mm-hmm. subject—is uh, there a correlation between being stupid and smart, and being Democrat and Republican? And I don't want to—I don't want to comment on it because I don't want a bunch of angry tweets thrown at me. But if you—if you accept both of those things, then yes, Maddox is correct. You could. Like you could program someone's brain to be more inclined to be I liberal think thinking. If
3: you look at history, we've got geniuses on every end of every political question, mm. every spectrum. That is you got, true. And you've got stupid people on, in a, in every camp. So it really is a matter of which ideas do you find to be true and and agree, and build upon versus mm. versus just the genes you're born with, which uh, has no no bearing on what you do with uh, your life.
0: And you're an example no, of that. Madox contradicted yourself. <laughs> How did I contradict because myself? Because you said that it's it's it determined it. Your political leanings is determined on what ideas you're exposed to, right? The ideas you are choo-
3: expo- your ideas you agree with and make sense to you that you choose to think about and accept.
0: Okay, but you're, there are objective facts about reality. Yo, first thing you've said that I agree with. Yes. Okay. <laughs> there are objective facts about reality. <laughs> Thank you. Say it two, again, I'm getting wood. Two <laughs> <and> two people <laughs> and two people, two people could look at the exact same facts and exact same observation and come away with vastly different opinions hmm. which means it's happening right now yeah. i would have no i'm looking at reality and he won't even admit that <laughs> no there because isn't a- reality is interpreted that's the problem and let me ask you this rucka you keep you keep harping mm-hmm. on this do you think that anyone chooses to be stupid i think some
3: people okay you're i'm gonna i'm gonna struggle to word this and you're gonna make fun of me because i'm having trouble <laughs> saying it everyone can and should be an independent thinker. Okay. However, in an environment where critical thinking is barely taught at all, you're going to see a much lower rate of that. However, everyone does have that choice, but you'll see it much less often in a, in a culture where irrationality is the norm. That's why ideas are important, and in a culture where the smart people of the world, the High, um, in highly gifted thinkers such as Maddox are embracing irrational ideas such as, hey, nobody chooses what they think. Nobody can choose what they believe. Men and women have different, po- you know, ideas because they're men and women. Then I don't then, then I, it, when that's prevailing, then I don't expect the mildly intelligent young man to just shrug and say none of this makes any sense and to just go with the flow. It's a rock a wrap up.
1: I, it's a I, think, wrap up. I think your approach is very all or nothing honestly i think we're talking about predispositions like are you predisposed to lean conservative or liberal based on you know your your open-mindedness your 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 reaction to repulsive imagery like things like that that are potentially hardwired into your brain into your, yeah. your genetics and there, there could be a case to be made that like genetics plays a small role because our brains you know our brains are they are organs they, they do grow with us as fetuses like there's no reason not to think that there's you know some kind of predisposition towards a certain way of thinking based on how your brain is at birth right. you're
0: acting like you're acting like you can you can present a version of reality to to people and everybody, if they think freely, right if they think clearly and if they have independence mm-hmm. and their choice of mind, their own faculties, mm-hmm. they can come away with the right interpretation of that reality that you've shown them like for example, anti-vaxxers mm-hmm. versus people who are More reasonable and more rational. Now you present them the same exact facts, the same exact data, and then certain people will walk away with conviction that vaccinations is bad and wrong for you, right? And and it's it's unfair to even accuse that person who walks away from that of not being able to think because you can. I think it's
1: fair. Okay, well, (laughs) I think it's they're bad thinkers.
0: Okay, okay, I I would I would agree with that, but but in your universe, right? Mm -hmm. You could you could say that those people. Have sat, have sat there and thought freely, and then they have decided based on what they know and what they think that this is bad for them, even though m- most people objectively would look at that data and that information about vaccinations and say you absolutely should do it. Mm-hmm. So you're presenting these people with the same facts. And then they're coming away with drastically different opinions on them. Okay. And I think that genetics may have something to do with that. Even, that they even
3: if somebody thinks about it critically in today's environment, they may not realize they have implicit biases, such as distrust of the pharmaceutical companies that are selling these vaccinations, such as um, a, a general doubt about the nature of reality when they're listening to guys like Maddox. So even in in today's in today's environment you even people who think they're paying attention and thinking can still end up being anti-vaxxers because that's how little um that's how little value people have today for objective thinking but anyway this is all one big argument about can you give kids a political leaning or not and should that be ethical yes i think yeah. you can
1: nudge them because you mentioned distrust in the government doubt in science those kinds of things distrust in the government isn't something anyone's born with but distrust totally is like you can be born with anxiety you can well be i said distrust of the pharmaceutical pharmaceuticals company. yes mm-hmm. i mean yeah sure same thing like if you if you're if you're a distrustful or an anxious person which can be 100 genetic like you might be more likely to be to be an anti-vaxxer you know you might be less trusting of Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But
3: I mean, that distrust, I mean, general skepticism, I think, is a sign of intelligence, Mm -hmm. as as everyone ought to question things. Uh, A a almost 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 innate uh, hatred and distrust of of business qua business, I think, is very cultural. And I think it's medieval, in all honesty. And I mean, just the fact that your first the first point you brought up about this whole thing is that, well, the rich will get richer. That's not something you were born with. That's that's centuries millennia of, of philosophers passing that down good point wow i like this guy <laughs> All right, hey man uh, next time maddox is sick why don't we just do a little podcast
0: great <laughs> i'll just Called go the, fuck call... myself yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> donald i want to ask you do you think that conservatives or liberals are smarter who would you who would you lean towards hmm.
2: i would say that i'm smarter first off i'm above both of them yes and Actually, I'm going to make up my own party, actually. So uh-huh. I'm going to say the PETA chip party. Okay? The, P- the PETA chip yes, party. yeah. the
0: PCP. <laughs> yeah, PD. Yes, okay, uh, Donald, I-, I have a question for you. Do you think that, that it's possible to-, to be genetically predisposed to a certain type of political party or affiliation?
2: Well, as someone who was bred from millions and millions, billions, really, of years of brilliant inbreeding Yes. i've got to tell you (laughs) (laughs) that i know what i'm doing when i have kids so just look at my kids maddox if you want their jeans let me know i think you want their jeans they're old navy (laughs) they are one of a kind let me know
0: yeah do you do you like ivanka donald is that your favorite daughter
2: yes i'm working on it
0: yeah yeah what are you working on
2: (laughs) well i gotta go maddox
0: okay well thanks for thanks for joining us donald thanks for, for for chiming in um I do want to say this. Like speaking of Terminator genes, I got the Terminator argument here. Mm-hmm. Okay, And we've been we've been entertaining this side of the debate, Rob, of like the doomsday apocalypse scenarios of of genetic modification that sort of thing. Here's the Terminator argument. All right, and this is uh, I think the the um, the ultimate argument against that that uh, fear. Mm-hmm. Whatever problems we create with genetic modification, we can solve with genetic modification. Boom. Mm.
1: Okay, I disagree with that exact sentence you just said. (laughs) I couldn't disagree more. Uh, There are things you can't undo. If you change genetics across the entire population, you can't unring that bell. And I would go so far as to say, like we've talked about apocalyptic scenarios where the entire world is fucked up and everyone's got five arms and everyone's got cancer. I would say the best case scenario is also pretty fucking bad because you're going to have an upper class of people keeping this amazing technology to themselves. You're going to have billionaires getting richer and more attractive I think you'll see an even stronger economic divide because of people making their kids more beautiful and smarter. And I think even in the best case scenario where it's used correctly to eradicate cancer, it's still going to be misused because people are people and people love to subjugate each other and they love to have have their own toys and nobody else can touch them.
0: Interesting. Okay. Well, that's uh, that's a pretty cynical view. Like what if a billionaire comes along and says, you know what? I'm going to make everyone hot and I'm going to go out there. I'm going to kidnap homeless people. And inject them with this uh, super <laughs> super gene, right? Oh and then they're going to have hot babies. And then but, guess what? Uh, Couple if, like thirty years down the line, everyone's hot.
1: If everyone's hot, no one is. Have you seen The Incredibles? Like that's that's the whole point. Like, okay. if everyone, there's going to be a. New, it's not
3: going to cha- fix anything. Let me ask Maddox's question in a way that makes sense. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what if a Self-interested businessman. a Bill Gates of sorts Uh says, oh, there's this technology here. Or like Henry Ford, a guy who says there's this technology, this automobile, why don't we put one in everyone's garage not out of the kindness of my heart but because i could make a lot of money doing it so they take this technology that's at this point very expensive and they mass produce it in a way that becomes cheaper to produce and then cheaper to afford and before you know it it's 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 like the fucking um it's like a fucking fidget spinner once one okay uh, that's obviously <laughs> a joke fidget spinners are are still a luxury toy but the the ipad <laughs> the, the fucking ipad you know if you watch episode old episodes of of the Osborne's, you know, which I'm sure we all do on a regular basis. Ozzy Osborne had a fucking iPad, like not an Apple iPad, but he had like a giant remote digital remote control that he would hold when he would watch TV that had all this digital shit and it cost him 50 grand. All right.
0: Yeah, those things are awful, by the way. I've used one. They suck.
3: And it cost 50 grand. Yes. An awful one costed 50 grand, not 20 years ago. Yeah. technology
0: gets cheaper. That's the argument, right?
3: Well, uh, you love to say it like it happens as a fact of nature. Uh, Businessmen make it cheaper by finding a way to make it cheaper and uh, driving, mass produce and...
0: Uh, it's, it's no. not. It's, okay, the, here the, we go. The mechanism. The is, guy it's, supposedly
3: it's on this side of the argument. What, the, what? The
0: mechanism is competition that makes it cheaper. Businessmen don't want to make their product cheaper. They want to raise the price of their product so they have higher margins. But it's competition that makes it cheaper, right? That's a nuance that we're, uh, we're glossing over.
3: But well, you're, your you're, you're, finding a way to just puncture a hole in what I'm saying. But yes, I, competition dri- drives down the price.
0: Absolutely. Right, right, right. You can,
4: so you can make the argument that Netflix and Amazon are doing the opposite of that right now because it's almost like a why wouldn't i pay ten dollars to watch all these shows and movies and then amazon's putting out the um uh they have those like uh the alexa thing or whatever for like 30 bucks you know what i mean but that's yeah. it's turning into
0: it's well turning into a race to the bottom i think with no the, with i the, mean i prices, think right? i think
3: uh <laughs> a, a couple decades ago or even one de- decade ago uh, if you want to watch the the a, th- a thousand different movies. You had to spend a lot of money and a lot of time finding those movies and hauling them up into your house to watch them. Today, because of technology getting so cheap and accessible, Netflix is able to deliver it to your screen like that.
1: Yeah, but do you want genetic engin- consumer genetic engineering to be erased to the? I bottom? mean, that, that's, that's a, how you get. That's mutants. a good question. Yeah. A
3: po- again, potential for abuse, but the the part uh, the part about. You, like you try I, I, again. I was just trying to ask your question in a way that actually has some basis in reality, Maddox. That this it will it can become accessible to the average person because of the market. I don't think it will be. I
1: think the closest comparison is something like elective surgery. It, it's highly technical. It's complicated, which means it's always going to be expensive. What's or, elective? What do you mean? Call cosmetic? Well, like cosmetic surgery. Anything that is like. Tens of thousands of dollars because of the people and the hours involved. There's no like I I feel genetic engineering. There's no way it's going to come down in price. You're not going to find it in your Walgreens. Even even with cosmetic surgery, the cost of it relative to the past, as well as the
3: the percentage of the population able to afford it compared to the past, and when I say the past, I mean the past going way back. It's it's astronomical how accessible it's become today compared to the past. So yeah, I mean. Go ahead.
0: I, I will say this with with uh, making genetic modification accessible to the masses. I am 100% absolutely opposed to that. Absolutely opposed to what? Absolutely against making genetic modification available to the masses.
1: Then who gets I to think, use it?
0: I, I think that the only people who get to use it are, are uh, scientists after a committee of people, our most learned men and women of society... Determine philosopher
3: kings if you will
0: well i i think that it's really important not to fucking mess with this shit you shouldn't have someone who, who says oh hey uh we can um you know come on down my 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 uh genetic shop and we can uh, fix you up we can give you uh yeah. new eyes or better eyes or whatever it is whatever you want <laughs> genes wanna... are
3: us over in glendale yeah, yeah yeah
0: if you want if you want steel skin we can do that yeah. we can fucking mutate you right yeah. i don't think it should be accessible to the general public i think that it should only be a small collective of scientists And then they are only allowed to modify whatever it is that, after people and ethicists, and scientists, and philosophers, as a committee, have sat down and thought about the repercussions, and then very carefully and selectively, piece by piece, decide what genetic modifications we should allow and disallow in human uh, human society.
1: Who chooses this committee? Yeah, how how is it it? formed?
0: Government. Okay. uh, The good the people. The people will will elect these people to represent us
1: to bring this around to hitler again i'm Mm -hmm. sorry to do this but he had a lot of experts and scientists he had a lot of ethicists and philosophers on on his on his crew um and they were they were government appointed um and i think yeah it's in whenever humans are involved biases are going to be involved and misuse is always going to be an option especially as the technology becomes universally understood and available around the world like uh, dictatorships can just as easily do this as 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 democracies
0: i don't Um, think that anything that could potentially have a permanent effect, a permanent outcome, a permanent repercussion on your entire lineage of not just your family but the species. Should be something that should be put in the hands of every person. Mm-hmm. In fact, I would say that most people shouldn't. Uh, I, I'm. I've actually changed my opinion on on uh, democracy for the for a similar reason. Because if people are not educated enough to understand the repercussions of their vote, why are they voting? They shouldn't. They shouldn't. Uh, they shouldn't be given it the power oh to God. change the course of, of a Trump ship. wins
3: one election and oh he God. just throws all of technology, uh, democracy. In <laughs> it was the actually
0: based on a video. It was actually based on a video I saw about, uh, I believe Socrates. He was very, yes uh, very good. Ooh,
3: I love this. What yeah. happened to you? Yeah. Yeah. Really no, you know smart. what? I've <laughs> always been smart. Well, Socrates. So for those unfamiliar, for those who grew up in America's public school system, uh, Socrates was a philosopher in ancient Greece. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to argue with me on that no, point? No,
0: it's p- true. <laughs> okay. That's a good point.
3: And he was arrested for corrupting the youth, essentially for asking them questions that were not, had not been asked before. Yeah. Kind of like I do here every no, day.
0: you ask very, very rote questions. Oh, shit. Yeah. I don't even know what rote means, but <laughs> so I'll take it as a
3: compliment. And he was arrested, and he was given the death penalty. And it is said that Plato, his student, snuck into the prison and said, hey, we can sneak out. Let's get out of here. And Socrates said, no. The people chose to execute me, and democracy is what I believe in, so I will choose to accept their verdict. And then he went into the execution Chamber the next day and drank the hemlock. He what drank attention whore. He drank absolutely. He was <laughs> the first uh, The the girl who ate her own tampon. He was the first Giovanna, whatever her name what? was what? Anyway, it's, it's it's an obscure meme. I'll look that up later. Yeah, uh, it's a ruck a wrap-up <laughs> So yeah, yeah, yeah democracy with no underlying principles just unlimited majority rule It's it's like here's the easiest example three people are on an island two people uh, they vote to cannibalize the third there you go. There's, un, there's unprincipled democracy. So I'm actually get, making your point with you.
0: Um, oh, boy. I, I get We're on the same side of the debate here. I don't but like But that just example. kills
3: you inside. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. It doesn't kill me inside, but no. I, don't, I don't like the examples. The example I was going to give, mm-hmm. and I, maybe it was Aristotle then, uh, not Socrates, but he was basically making an argument against democracy by saying such. And by the way, this applies to genetics for the same reason, mm-hmm. is that if you are on a ship, And you need to steer towards a certain path. You need to go to a certain destination. You don't want it to be a democracy. You don't want the cook and the janitor and the rower to weigh in on the direction that you go. Whatever your opinion is doesn't fucking matter because you're not the captain and you don't know where you're going. You don't know you're heading. You don't have a map. You should allow the captain to have final say in the direction that the ship goes in. You don't want to have everybody's vote count because they don't know what the fuck they're voting on. That's the point. And the same thing with genetics. You shouldn't allow people to tinker with genetics if they don't understand what they're doing.
1: I, I disagree with your core point because um I don't know if you followed that, that Air France flight that went down um I feel like it was two thousand eight or something. It was recent. Um they deter it went down in the um Atlantic Ocean and what they determined was the pilot was overly confident in um what he was doing with the controls, um, and that his um his co pilots and like the the flight attendants uh did, didn't quite agree didn't completely agree but they didn't weren't able to speak up because he was so sure he was like i got this i know what i'm doing i know exactly what's happening but he was misunderstanding the reading completely and because of one man being in charge and not they're not being a, a democratic vote the plane went down into the ocean and everybody died
0: well the example there is that he had co-pilots who were mm. also equally trained but he's not asking the passengers right mm. the passengers but, is the example in this,
1: in this okay analogy, sure right? yeah I don't want the passengers <laughs> Yeah, you don't want what?
3: what okay I'm not on board with uh, comparing a civilization to a ship <laughs> or a <laughs> airplane that's falling out of the sky that's <laughs> right. not that's not the way society works it, we're not all on one ship that's heading towards an iceberg
0: well look you know what uh, what voting does work is on madcastmedia.com yeah. I want you guys to weigh in on both sides of this debate. Mm-hmm. We have the phone number for the voicemail on the website as well. If you guys want to call in and leave us voicemail. But before we get to that, Rucka, do you have a wrap-up for us?
3: Yeah. When I was in 11th grade, I took a class called Outdoor Environmental Science because it seemed like a very easy class. Yeah. And I, I don't recall giving you the floor, Maddox. It seems like, I feel like we go through this every day. Okay. And you're, you're talking again. All right. My teacher was a hippie, a, a former uh, acid-tripping crazy person, if you will, who... Seem to have a very hard time differentiating human beings from animals that operate purely on instinct. So I we learned a lot of very irrational things in this class. But hey, it's science according to the name of the class, Outdoor Environmental Science. And then one day he showed us a—so uh, I actually learned more from that class than I, I even bargained for. I signed up because I thought it would be easy. But it turned out I learned a lot about the culture we live in and the scientists— That sometimes get a megaphone bigger than my own. So he showed us a video about GMOs, about genetically modified organisms. And this was not about people. This was about fruits and vegetables and, you know, food, food in general that's, you know, has genetically modified shit happening in it and uh, you know let's just say it was negative it was negative towards GMOs and after the, cl- the video was over he said okay everyone raise your hand if after this video you have a negative view of GMOs and a bunch of hands went up he said okay now raise your hand if after this video you're neutral your your opinion hasn't changed or you just don't know or don't care a few hands went up Then he said now raise your hand if your opinion is positive towards GMOs and I raised my hand the only one as usual the, the, the lone the lone uh, ranger <laughs> holding my <laughs> hand up in the face of a mob I hear you laughing and that is not part of the wrap-up all right and he he looked at me and he said why he said why are you for it I said well I don't know all the facts but I would imagine that when the first Armenian began cultivating agriculture and growing food in a way that had not been done before. His friends and neighbors were very apprehensive, and they also thought that he- that this was- had potential danger, and oh no, it's new technology, it's unfamiliar, let's kill this guy. So, therefore, I'm also I'm skeptical of your skepticism. I'm saying I really want to learn more about this before just deciding it's bad because it's new because it gives, you know, the, the corporation's power over food. So that's what I said. And he looked at me like I was from another fucking planet.
0: It's a Rucka up. Wow. OK, great story. <laughs> it is a great story. Great, great story, Rucker. He liked it. Yeah. <laughs>
3: It's fucking stories See, stories are where we learned yeah, yeah. shit from
0: yeah if, if only if only there was some way to learn more about genetic modification and the risk of it yeah and uh yeah the if, potential outcome and have a stronger opinion on it
1: i was born without the ability to learn or change my opinions so i can't i'm unfortunately i'm mm. stuck with what i think yeah. well
0: the rakas of the world would say no you weren't you i love the, the fact that all four of
3: us are fucking internet innovators we've all decided we're not just gonna fucking die in the town we grew up in we're gonna fucking create fucking content and and share it with literally the the internet-using world, and we're sitting here having to debate the fact, do people choose what they choose or not? It's so fucking bizarre to me that I need to fucking constantly... You are the embodiment of free will. You were born to be a fucking sad Armenian in Utah, and instead you chose to be a sad armenian who thinks he's a white gamer in los angeles you've fucking taken life by the horns and decided what you wanted to do with your life and i need to argue
1: with you that you have free will you
0: hear that everyone just choose to be successful just choose to be free at least
1: try speaking of choice, can I raise one more point? Yes. Because we talked about how genetic engineering can fuck over your kids and your kids' kids and your kids' kids' kids, kids. but what if you could genetically engineer yourself? What if science got so far, it leapfrogged over what it's currently at, and you could just do something to your own body. You put in an injection, you wake up, and you've got six fingers, you've got your deaf, whatever you feel like. Would that be okay with you guys? Would you be for that?
0: No, I don't think that people should have the choice to genetically modify themselves. Why not? Again, because- they cannot foresee the repercussions potentially down the line it can open a pandora's box what if someone says okay you know what i want to have a giant pecker and then they do it they get like a you know like a 12 incher right mm-hmm. they, they got this like giant sure. uh, yeah. this is- <laughs> You got this giant giant pecker, the party oh, right. You're
3: really, right? really fixated on this imagery. Right. It Speaking like of how images affect us. <laughs> it's a big old summer You've been summer talking sausage. about this penis for a long time now.
0: Yeah, it's is really big. Is there a point to this, yeah, this there's, story? There's a point to the penis. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's too big, <laughs> it's right? It's too big. And this but person says, you, you know this? what? Yeah. I want to make it so that I genetically modify it, my entire lineage. Everyone in my family is going to have a giant penis. And then suddenly that spreads somehow.
1: But I don't. Do you have a problem with him changing his own penis if it has no effect on his kids?
0: Well, it, he's I saying mean, we you don't cannot, know. You hmm. don't know, though. Uh, you don't know. Okay. There is because there is a chance that that gene could get passed on from generation to generation, and that penis is too big. Yeah. That well, couldn't too, they
3: then use the same technology to, to 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 shrink the penis?
0: You could potentially, but you know, you know, we we don't know. And again, from generation to generation, mm-hmm. even if even if they try to apply that that technology. Hmm.
1: What if you couldn't okay, shrink I mean, the penis? Just, what if all you can do is grow the rest of you even bigger, and we end up with, you know, a race of hundred hundred foot tall people because it's the only way to, to get our dick ratio back in order? Mm. Like that would be a terrifying world. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But what if you could genetically alter yourself on the agreement that you must be sterilized when you do so?
0: There we go. I'm a, I'm in favor of that. Yeah. Although, yeah, the, again, that's, the ter-
1: that's pure freedom of choice. But then you know?
0: the Terminator gene could be passed on as well. Oh, I guess you couldn't. You right? must You're be. Sterilized? Yeah.
1: If you genetically alter yourself better for better or worse, you must be sterilized because. That's your choice, and so, no one else's.
0: So physically or chemically sterilized, I'm okay with that. Yeah, me
3: too. Yeah. He's he's generally a fan of sterilizing people,
0: but um, <laughs> as uh, a rule,
3: <laughs> every time you mention the Terminator gene, I keep thinking you're going to say like, "What if these uh, perfect the, these perfectly genetically modified people turn on us because we're not perfect enough?"
0: That's also a possibility. <laughs> there could we could genetically modify someone so mm-hmm. smart, yeah, that they decide that we first of all they can outwit us. Mm. They can create technology that's better than us. They can do They can think and process information Mm -hmm. more quickly than us, and they decide, guys, we are the ubermensch, Mm. and this uh, this breed of humanity is too dumb and too Mm -hmm. slow and too Mm. slovenly. We don't even have to poop anymore. These humans are still using paper to wipe their asses. That's dumb, and they decide to wipe us out. We don't even have to worry about artificial intelligence being the threat. We just have to worry about our future brood and our generations being the threat because if they are so smart that they decide that that we are holding them back. Mm -hmm. They could be the biggest threat to humanity going forward.
3: Well, if they are so smart, they would probably realize that Nietzsche was wrong and that the world is not a zero-sum game and that us being less smart than them does not have any effect oh. any negative effect on them whatsoever oh. and if they are so smart they would rather live at peace with us and trade with us
1: oh well yeah. let's, let's hope that being smart makes you good which it, i'm not sure on i yet. don't think it
3: has any bearing <laughs> either way like i tr- tried to say earlier your level of iq so to speak or your <laughs> mental capacity does not determine if you choose which ideas you choose you agree with
0: well exactly in that you just contradicted yourself no i you, did said, you said, you said, i said
3: hopefully if yeah. he's smart he'll yeah, he'll realize okay. that great but well, yeah, if, if he fucking has a super high capacity, yeah, I guess he could just fucking create a, a nuclear bomb to bring up that mm-hmm. example and just blow us all up. He can.
0: Well, that's a, that's a risk I'm not willing to take. But we should get on to a recap of last week's debate, mm-hmm. guys. Last week, we debated whether or not net neutrality is necessary. This is a big topic, big debate. We kind of talked on it two weeks ago with mm-hmm. Adam from Your Movie Sucks, and it was a kind of a short debate at the tail end of the episode. Mikey, you weren't here last week. What's your thought on net neutrality, for or against? I'm still trying to figure it out. I haven't... I don't know. I okay. like that.
3: He, he doesn't know, so he's not just picking a side. Yeah. What about, what about you, Trump?
2: As long as I have Twitter, it doesn't matter, Maddox. <laughs> yeah, no,
0: it matters. You're the one You're the one uh, making this debate uh, relevant.
2: Now you're getting wordy. Agit-, right?
0: <laughs> Agit Pie. Do you know who Agit Pie is, Donald? Yes,
2: I love Pie.
0: All right, Donald, thank you very much for your input. Well, we put it to the vote on the website on madcastmedia.com, and with 86% of the vote, people voted yes. Net neutrality is necessary. And Rucka, mm-hmm. that's up 4% from last week, the week before, when yeah. we had the short debate at the tail end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Rucka's argument essentially was for absolute property rights, mm-hmm. which is a principle, mm-hmm. just not a good one. Mm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, and and, and uh,
3: as I've always said, if we're going to violate property rights, let's start with yours, Maddox.
0: Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> people do all the fucking time. I'm, I've, like I said
3: last week, and I'll say this week, the fact that my side of the debate even got that much is probably just a mistake. Like yeah. people, they, they thought they were voting for the other side yeah. of the argument. I agree. So I, I believe 100% of people agree with you on this. Hey! I'm, I'm, I'm being a little bit cynical, obviously. There are some people out there. Gems in the, in the, in the mud, if you will. But listen, by the way, whether or not the FCC um, repeals net neutrality, you won, Maddox. You won. You, you, you've got everyone on your side. Our culture agrees with you on this. Yes. And even if net neutrality goes away, something like it will be back soon because everyone agrees with you on this. Yeah. So no matter what happens, you won. Congratulations. Thanks. I have never for a minute said that anyone is on my side on this. And we, and, and if, if what you want is the government to uh, help us have a fairer Internet, you've come to the right time and place, my friend. Great. Because that's what we have. It's great. Yeah, they will be happy to accommodate yeah. you. on that? I, you,
1: I trust them more than Comcast. I'll, 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 exactly
3: <laughs> my point last week. We mm. trust we trust our government more than like we trust a, private uh,
1: businessmen. As you should. Yeah. Own,
0: yeah. Sorry. Go ahead, Rob.
1: Well, in terms of the internet, like, yeah, w- w- would you trust a single ISP to like dictate? Who is allowed to thrive? And I don't. I don't think we would have a single
3: ISP in a free market. We but, do, though, in most places. Yeah. Well, most we places. we have far from a free market.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, here's the thing, Rucka. Your own fucking principle yeah. undermines your argument. Why is that? Because ISPs are independent companies. They mm-hmm. are. They're run by whatever person wants to run it, and they can run it however they want. If they want to have racist or or sexist or hateful content on it, they can because it's a private company. Whereas the government, we have all decided and determined, has to be impartial and neutral and cannot discriminate. And so that's why it's specifically the function of government to determine whether or not neutrality rules exist and where they can be applied. Because if an internet service provider has to determine your rights, if they have the ability to determine your rights to put put whatever type of content and communication you want, they can uh, discriminate against you based on your political beliefs, Based on your race, based on your gender, based on your religion, anything they want because they're a private company, whereas government cannot. Should
3: you be allowed to be racist in your own home?
0: As a private individual, sure.
3: Okay, and I'm saying a company is an extension of your home. It's it's your property, and so yes, I would say a private company can do whatever they want, and you and I can choose to not use their service.
1: And that's Rob's point. I would argue the internet is not a, a, really a service. It's an, it's access to a, to many services. It's not it's a utility more than it is a service. That's right. the
3: argument people make. They're morphing it into a, mm. into a public utility and a, a concept i reject altogether but sorry to interrupt as
1: somebody who started a business on the internet i would mm-hmm. not be here without net neutrality um we Neither my website was am. openly accessible to, yeah same with you um, my website was openly accessible to anyone who wanted to see it there was no barrier to entry if you had the internet you could read our comics and uh, without that in place with net without net neutrality the i mean the next the next sign of happiness is dead before it even starts
0: you were you're already seeing that that uh, take place. It's it's much harder for web comics to get a foothold. Absolutely. It's spread. already happening.
1: Even social media is starting to kill off the ability to get started. Yeah, because Or at least it, changing the way the way the, the game works.
0: Yeah, because it's not neutral. If I had hmm. to as Maddox, a 16-year-old kid with no with zero budget, if I had to promote my posts on Facebook to get seen, Fucking forget about it. It's really hard to start a brand new Facebook page. And ca- in fact, mm. I did for Madcast Media, and I'm, I am I wanted to because I wanted to see how it would grow organically. And I think as of uh, oh, oh, over just over a year now, it has about 1,200 followers on Facebook. It's really hard to grow that without spending money to do that. It, and that's what a, non, a non-net-neutral world will look like. And also, to Rob's point— But we point, have net neutrality, and
3: Facebook is doing
0: that. Well, yeah, exactly, and it's not net-neutral. That's what the problem with Facebook Should is. Should the government be— Telling Facebook to make all posts equal? Maybe if it gets big enough. It's wow, so almost a- like
3: these principles multiply and, and give the government more power than you meant to give them. So now, OK, how about on your personal uh, your personal corner of the Internet? what you choose to what ideas you choose to promote and
1: entertain well, facebook has alternatives you can go on instagram and twitter and move your audience there tell them all to follow you get away from facebook they're really mistreating me the internet and you can't do that you at most places in the u.s you have a maximum of two isps maybe one if you're in a rural listen, area listen
3: like uh, the point i made last week was mm-hmm. mostly that just people are, are making yeah. pragmatic arguments around this which i say we need to start with a a, a principle an argument of principles and mine underlying my main one is property rights so even mm-hmm. if it were true that net neutrality is beneficial to you i would say even so on as a matter of principle you should oppose it but i'll even say a freer internet in currently an isp can't even buy another big isp out without dealing with antitrust legislation and all yeah, that shit those it, poor guys Exactly, you're <laughs> cynical. You make fun of the big business. You don't give a shit about their rights. I'm sorry to use strong language with you. The, we treat them like they're not human beings. Like they, their rights are are. We can compromise on their rights. We can violate their rights because they're rich, because they're no, big. And no. listen, a new a new ISP cannot. Uh, they they don't. They have no incentive to to lay down the 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 infrastructure to provide a new area with internet, knowing they'll never be able to buy out the other big companies. No, no. I
0: mean, here's the thing, Ruka. You believe in the principle mm-hmm. of life liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Right? I
3: I think I know where you're going with
0: this. Well, pursuit, that word means to go, to be able to go where you want, to be able to traverse the land that you want, to be able to go and find your happiness. Well, that applies not just to the physical world, but the virtual world as well. You should be able to go to whatever web page you want. You should be able to go to whatever website you want to read and and study and educate yourself. You should have the opportunity to pursue your happiness. And if some company is putting their thumb on the scale and, and preventing you, they're making a, an artificial bottleneck just so they can charge you a little bit more. This so is the company
3: it. that you're choosing to deal with in the first you place. You don't
0: have a choice, Rucka, because as Rob pointed out, most areas in the world in the United okay, States only have one provider. In this
3: highly regulated economy where not only is it hard to start a business in general, but... If you're a big business, you're not allowed to buy out other big businesses without dealing with antitrust and being called a monopoly in a, in a culture where we're constantly beating up on big business, constantly saying let's nationalize them all together and treat them like a quote utility. I don't utility. think it's beating no. up on big
1: business to prevent them from trampling small business. It's a defense of small business. If it's done within the confines I mean,
3: of the law, we we have no place telling them what they can do or not.
1: And, and like if, if I closed down the road to your house and like put up barriers and said, you have to pay me $10 to go to work. If it, I, if I think if that's, that road the, that's bo- the equivalent I mean, of he, shutting down I mean, his lines.
3: example last week was if he, if he paves a big donut around my house. <laughs> Listen, if if it's if it's property that you acquired um you know legally if you acquired it honestly you didn't get a special favor granted to you by the government or you didn't steal anything from anyone you didn't defraud anyone you do have the choice to put a toll on the road and say pay me to get past here. No
0: toll. How about we just bought it? Uh, We just bought all the land around you and you just go out of business and you die. You can't ever leave your (laughs) land and you can't force anyone to put any electrical lines in. You can't force anyone to put any roads in. You can't force the internet to go in. You're just fucked. And I I have essentially, by exercising this absolute principle of property rights, fucked you out of your life liberty and pursuit of happiness (laughs) listen
3: so you're saying if we have property rights that are inalienable someone could be trapped in their home and unable to leave their house easily yeah i don't i i have a hard time even wrapping my mind around how we can get to that however i would say the case can be made that if you're trapping somebody in their own house and they're unable to get out and get food you the case can be made you're violating their property as well by not letting them (laughs) out. out of their house
0: Thank you. But that's that's not the same as saying, that is is. not the
3: same as saying you have a right to have whatever kind of internet you want.
0: You You can create the exact same virtual moat around someone's website and prevent people from finding it. And that's the exact same problem that YouTubers are are facing today is that they can post a YouTube video and it won't go out to the subscribers because guess what? Google has determined whatever content you have is not the content that they want to prefer and refer to their subscribers.
1: And if you're allowed to go into any shop you want or any restaurant you want, and we had a big thing about this in the 60s called the civil rights movement, Mm -hmm. like you should be also allowed to go to any website you want. It's equivalent. These are businesses. These are These are artists. These are people creating things. Yeah. So here's an unpopular opinion. If you thought the net neutrality opinion was
3: unpopular, here's another one. If I if this if it's 1965 and I'm pushing and I'm marching with the civil rights folks saying black people should be treated equally by the government. That's it. A a restaurant owner wants to be racist. Incidentally, one was named Maddox, Lester Maddox. He didn't want black people (laughs) in his restaurant. I would say. If, if that's his choice, we can publicize it. We can pick it outside his restaurant. We right. can boycott. We can refuse to sell him food. If a supermarket doesn't want to sell food to racist Maddox that doesn't let blacks in his restaurant, they can refuse. The farmers can refuse to bring the ingredients to his kitchen. We can we can act on it, but it is his property.
0: Right. But not with an Internet service provider where it is sometimes the only way that certain people can communicate. In fact, uh, emergency services have come to rely on internet service providers oh yeah and for us to be able to say okay well let's give any company they want carte blanche because of this principle however virtuous as it is and and there is some virtue to this principle but just because it's it's a principle doesn't mean it's a good one in all circumstances or a good one absolutely and i want to i want we'll get to more more of this in just a second because i got a lot of voicemail to play on oh, this oh boy <laughs> you you can imagine how these went this week but uh here's some voicemail uh, this guy, this guy, this guy, I think uh, ha- disagrees with you, Ruck. I'm oh, not sure. No. Let's, let's Shocking. Let's, yeah.
5: <laughs> Whoever the fuck said, oh, if your place only has one ISP, fucking move. What a stupid fucking thing to say. First of all, there's nowhere you can go in the United States where there is option for you to get a different ISP. If you move, sure, you have a different ISP. So will everyone else in that town. Wherever you live. There's going to be basically one, one. big for your entire fucking district. Jesus Christ. And to say like, uh-oh, my business is failing because there's an anti-competitive marketplace that needs to be regulated and taken care of, I guess I'll give up and leave. Fuck you. How anti-American are you, you piece of shit? Like, <laughs> fucking hell, man. What a garbage argument. Great argument <laughs> no, no. made by the other guy on Skype or whatever. I'm confused. He was like, Yeah, my business will fail if this exists. And you just say, Oh, fucking move. You fucking idiot. Jesus Christ. You know what? Fuck all of you. I'm a Nazi.
0: Oh, wow. shit. <laughs> wow. That was you really a, know how to pick That was a surprise them. ending. Uh, yeah. I agree with
1: him in principle. Uh, I don't know about this Nazi stuff. I'm afraid to agree with him now after that <laughs> last bit. Wow. No, I I, I, I I, mean, I do agree that like, if you don't like it, then move is more of a, an ignorance of the problem than it is a solution. I think moving is the American thing to do. That's what people
3: used to do when there was opportunity somewhere else. That's yeah. why people moved west. Sure. Okay. There's, there's, they didn't move slave... west
0: for the
1: opportunity to get to onto Instagram. Like, that's, that's dumb.
0: Yeah, if, if, if there's a state that that promotes slavery, we shouldn't try to fix that problem we should just move to a state well, that sla-
1: Slavery is a
3: violation of people's rights. The, the slaves themselves were violated the way that you want to violate the rights of ISPs today. Yeah, okay? <laughs> there would be more... There would be many more ISPs in every area in a free society, a free economy, which is far from what we have today. Yeah. It's nearly impossible to start a business, let alone an ISP. And and you know that if your ISP does grow it to become one of the greats, you will not be allowed to swallow up the other ISPs because Maddox, right. the philosopher king, decided it's anti-competitive and mon-
1: monopolistic for big companies to buy each Hold other. Hold on, do you think that it's hard to start a new ISP because of government regulations? Yes. Well, no. That's that's completely incorrect. Like it's because of other ISPs. It's because of monopolies and backroom deals with, with jurisdictions to like only ha- allow one ISP per per neighborhood. Like there's there's no way to start an ISP. Wait, hold on. What and are these made...
3: ag- agreements to only have one per neighborhood?
1: Look, at, look at Google Chrome or look at Google. What's it called? Google. Google, uh, FI. Google Fiber Google Fiber yeah, yeah. not FI, that's the that's oh, their, Google uh, Fiber Google yes. Fiber yes mm-hmm. um they're being like completely locked out by um by city councils partnering up with I, with ISPs like there AT&T I, AT&T well, so and Comcast rec- so rec- Comcast is the one that wants them shut down the mm-hmm. cities don't give a shit I mean if someone's going to pay me money to dig a hole in the ground and put a cable down I mean, why does this? Why does the city care? They have no dog in that fight. It's the ISPs that are blocking out well, smaller the, ISPs. Well, the city council and they're, using, they're, and they're using lobbying money to do it. Absolutely,
3: it. I'm with you a thousand percent. The the city councils here are the ones violating people's rights by even having any input whatsoever the purpose of a city council as with government at any level is not to pick favorites and not to do special favors for anyone i agree by the way with people that say oh the the big isps they want net neutrality i'm sure a lot of them do a lot of them they love be they they love the system we have today or whatever it is like that's not the point they don't even their opinion doesn't even matter more than anyone else's what, what matters is the principle what matters is reality well,
0: that principle rucka that you keep yeah bandying about Mm -hmm. is is not a good principle in absolute terms like every principle when you extend it to its logical conclusion and go as far as you possibly can including Mm -hmm. the principle of feminism the principles of uh of freedom and the principles of democracy as we saw earlier there can be problems if you adhere to that principle, absolutely. There needs to be some amount of flexibility in these principles to allow for problems that arise from absolute property rights, like being able to build a moat around someone's house and buying a donut-shaped property that prevents them from leaving, or being able to stop someone's ability to pursue their happiness by communicating with others. There's disabled people who have come to rely on the services of internet service providers. You're telling me those people should just be forced to get up and move if their internet service provider does sites to discriminate against them. And I know your your argument would be that the free market would come along and create a better ISP that supports that person. But that's a big what if, because it might not. And sometimes it may be, it may be so cost prohibitive for an internet service provider to come in and do that. And to suggest that it's because we have these absolute property rights. First of all, that goes to the very, bar- the very core of what the internet is. I don't even think it's property. The internet shouldn't be property. Just like being able to traverse through certain lands that have de- that have been mm. deemed by the public as as uh, accessible to all no discrimination no favoritism those should be neutral anyone should be able to transport whatever they want so long as it doesn't harm their neighbors through the internet and through the roads you've and, and you've
3: demonstrated beautifully the fact that your side of this debate is necessarily taking us
1: tall to- towards full nationalization of this industry yeah go ahead Google, Google is like arguably, you know, the biggest or one of the biggest companies in the world, mm-hmm. and they are being blocked at every single turn from laying down fiber and expanding their ISP market. Stopped by who? and this is they're being stopped by lobbying money from other ISPs. Right. Billions lobbying. and billions Again, of dollars. I'm tr- I'm,
3: tr- I'm the one trying to get rid of this lobby system. You guys act like you're so anti business. I'm the one saying these businesses should not have special privileges. They should have to compete just like everyone else, as well as dealing with new the new companies, they're being stopped by this lobby system that you guys are trying to uphold. I don't think
0: we're trained
1: up. No, no up one's upholding on. lobbying, yeah. but. We're saying the ISPs, if given free market and free reign, all they'll do is buy each other and keep keep infrastructure costs down and keep rates up. That's what they're interested in, and that they, they can't
3: stop new companies from coming along and providing the service for a lower cost. You guys, you you bring think, up a, a handicapped example that nothing has raised the standard of living of a handicapped person like capitalism, and all you do is rail against it and saying capitalism, really capitalism, capitalism no. will fuck over the little guy. No,
0: that's the, okay. Again, another straw man argument. Uh, I mean, here's do, another voicemail. This guy this guy cool. point brings out an interesting point that rob mm-hmm. touched on earlier mm-hmm. listen to this okay
5: good afternoon gentlemen um this is uh in regards to the net neutrality debate rucka does maddox pay you to say retarded shit so he can feel smarter <laughs> i instead wish of free service you provide for the show because look the whole net neutrality thing that has to stay and the reason is because these isps they're after your money anyway they can get it and if they can fuck you over for providing extra services or whatever, they're gonna do it. Now look look what they did to Maddox, what Apple did to Maddox by blocking his his uh, content. Oppression. Now what do you what makes you think that ISPs are not gonna block certain content so that you can pay extra? You absolute chuckle fuck. God fucking damn it. Oh my god, you <laughs> oh. diminutive retard. Oh, you cut your hair, it looks like somebody took a shit on your fucking head, <laughs> idiot. That that last was always, part was the unrelated like, to my, net my neutrality. Exercise, like, too large. Uh, if he could
3: send me two, Oh now nice. he wants free yeah, shit typical shirt, yeah. net neutrality supporter wants free t-shirts listen <laughs> um, you guys you guys are trying to uphold a system where there's only one or two or three ISPs in any given region I'm saying let's open the market get the government completely out don't let anyone lobby don't let anyone get special favors and you'll be amazed at the new options that come along there may be new types of internet there yeah. could be so- something that has a new name mm-hmm. that you couldn't have imagined you're so cynical and you mock me every minute not mocking Nobody you. Could have
0: predicted the internet
3: would exist. It's so fucking unheard I could of. Could have
0: predicted it. Here's the of thing. Of course you could have. <laughs> Let me ask you this: Where, yeah. where? where should point to me. This fucking magic fairyland that exists, where this this uh, this utopia you keep talking about. Where, yeah, you're presenting oh, a
1: solution that's utterly impossible to attain because yeah, money and it? politics exist, and you cannot because ban lobbying. It, it,
0: show oh. me where it is existed in history. Yeah. Where what existed? This utopia you keep painting of well, oh, free market. And then we've
3: never we've t- never had a fully free market,
1: but how do a can th- th- I finish? how do a thousand internet lines even fit on the same telephone pole? Like you can't like there's it is a utility. There's no way you can just say anyone can start an ISP on top of the other one. I don't think that telephones telephone lines should be a
3: utility I think everything should be privatized
0: Okay so so okay. <laughs> if someone comes along and just uh, puts a big fucking demarcated red line which a- actually happened in Oklahoma if they put this big fucking demarcated red line and say okay this is a red zone you can't po- put any fucking power lines past the zone because I own this property mm-hmm. sorry the entire north side of <laughs> Oklahoma sorry you guys don't get electricity you guys don't get internet you you don't get telephones you can you can prevent like at what fucking cost do you uphold this principle because it is stifling innovation it is stifling the the uh, commerce of America. It is making America weaker, and that goes to the core of your fucking beliefs that America, the government, should protect our properties, right? Well, part of our property is the value, the cumulative value of a nation, and that nation to, to, is uh, the, the driving engine... Of the economy is Wall Street, is innovation and commerce. And if you cripple commerce because some dipshit wants to <laughs> fucking buy a piece of land and prevent power lines from going in, then isn't that. Uh, shouldn't government step in and then say, hey, fuck you, because this is making our country weaker? Well, isn't it? Eminent there, domain? It, well, isn't it? What are you, Donald you, Trump now? Couldn't you make the argument that government's role is to protect your property and they are protecting your property by making America stronger economically no. by removing these barriers that you put in place of commerce? No. Okay what
3: (laughs) listen if somebody doesn't want you to pass a line through his property for whatever reason we have a problem we don't get to just violate his property because it's it suits our convenience
0: so we should have absolute property rights and even though it's never existed in in history you're sure you're guaranteed that it's going to be a good thing
1: so in these er these areas that have three isps or more that are everywhere according to you like they have many many choices Mm -hmm. um how much faster have your internet speeds gotten over the years much faster really Look
3: at places. What do you mean? I, look at internet when it first came around, and look at it today.
0: But compared to other countries, we're we're way behind. We're
1: way behind, yeah, we're we're way way behind, behind. other countries. Like
0: not even the, We're barely in the top ten.
1: Especially in urban areas where the infrastructure is so expensive, uh, we're way behind other countries. And it's because the ISPs do not want to innovate. They it's 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 almost it's almost it's almost a monopoly Listen, already.
3: I'm, it's like I. I If some somebody from fucking uh, Cato dot com can give you a better argument for the pragmatic reasons that capitalism clearly raises our standard of living. I'm just saying the principle of property rights is inalienable and no other rights can be possible without it. But and, and as far as, you know, show me a time in history where there was a free market to the extent That free markets have been applied, such as the 19th century in America, or in South Korea versus, as compared to North, or West Berlin as compared to East Germany, it's very clear that the standard of living rises much much higher to put it lightly under free markets. I don't know why we still need to have this argument when it's just so blatantly evident. The, this very podcast couldn't exist in a fucking command economy. You just said we
1: should ban lobbying to solve this. How is that a free market? How you're just you're saying who can change because money? giving
3: the government power that's not that they sh- they should not have as such as the power to pick favorite companies or to do special favors at that, the that, cost of others. That
1: cannot be banned. You can't ban someone from giving a job at Verizon when their time on city council is up. You can't ban lobbying completely. No, always no, be no, no, no. Right. But while
3: they're on the city council, they should not have the ability to do special favors for anyone.
0: Well, I don't know how you would have It's a their government. job to yeah. say
3: yes or no to people digging up holes and putting wires in the they ground. shouldn't if they should only have the right to say no, if it if it demonstrably is violating someone else's property, in which case that affected party needs to present the evidence. But it's oh. their property. It's their roads of the city. It's the roads and the power lines. Okay, then this is this is where everyone leaves my ship. This is mm. where everyone jumps ship. I do ultimately want to see all property privatized. So, in fact, I'd like to see private roads. I know, cuckoo, crazy, yeah. crazy rucka over here. Is, here literally, is roads crazy. can be private. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, you know, I, I. Call, call me a dreamer. You know, we all fucking rally around that idiot John Lennon with his fucking uh, stupid socialist lyrics. I'm just saying fucking roads may someday be privatized. Yeah, well, great. They well, already did Once that, that
1: happens, I'm going to buy the road by your house and just rip it up and sell the, the concrete and rebar. Well, and I would walk. have to sell you the house, wouldn't I? Well, well I mean,
0: no, that's fine. We'll buy your I, neighbor's house and the neighbor's house. And yeah, neighbor's but I'll house.
1: go a few roads away if I need to. Yeah, we'll Whatever.
0: buy a large enough area so that you can't get in or out. face <laughs> I love this. <laughs> I love this.
3: Like this is what the market does, right? This is what this is what yes. happens in yes. South Korea. Yes, yes. competitors.
0: Yeah, every time you give these companies, oh if you give these companies absolute rights, they will abuse it because they are yeah, abusing yeah, yeah, yeah. it now, and they will abuse your it. Your then. argument is
1: contingent on people not being greedy assholes, and I don't think that's going to change.
0: How does
3: how does building a donut around someone's house? How is that greedy? Well, who does that
1: benefit? To charge you money it, to leave it. Yeah and, yeah, and by
0: the way, it not only do you have to pay me money to leave mm-hmm. your own fucking property, yeah. Yeah. but then if you have a business on that property, I have just cut off the the, the <laughs> transportation methods to your business, and it, that's going to benefit me because it's going to increase my and customer someone pay.
3: else can provide an alternate way to transport your materials. Uh,
0: okay, and if they don't
3: then you have a problem. Okay. Then
0: that's a, This is that's it. The I love the fact
3: we live in this fucked up world where the lobby system has fucking turned this this country into a complete total shit show. Oh, I, you man. can't, you can't, fu- you fucking, you would, <laughs> y- if you held your breath while someone listed all the problems we have with this lobby system and this mixed economy hey, of man. ours, you would, hold on, let me finish, you would die holding your breath and all you could come up with is, oh, I'll build a donut
1: around your house and that's your fucking go-to of what, why property rights should not be absolute. See, my billions of dollars are my property and as the owner of an isp i think it's well within my rights to give them to a city council in order to keep other keep, but that keep city council
3: out. has they're using force to enforce they're using a gun to enforce their will so a city council as a uh. government body should not have that power okay
0: so, here's another voicemail who disagrees i think with uh,
1: <laughs> with all of us listen to this all of us good finally.
0: holy shit Maddox,
5: Rucka, and whoever the other two guys are, you guys are so fucking stupid. I thought after that mini debate about the FCC on last week's episode, like they're gonna have a legit debate. They're actually gonna know what they're talking about or at least have guests that know what they're talking about. Holy shit. I've never heard people who know less about a topic (laughs) argue about said topic. Holy shit. I'm going to call back again and like explain everything to you guys and you can listen to it or you can stay ignorant because
0: holy fuck <laughs> this episode was retarded all right <laughs> all right yeah you, you know what Good point yeah well how do you argue with that
3: Douchebag of
0: the week. Bag of the week. Uh, he, by the way, yeah.
3: go ahead. Do you want to say something? No, I was just
0: going to say he did call and left several long, meandering voicemails, yeah. which uh, didn't really add a ton. I like that guy. That you guy know.
1: needs a hug. I mean, what the hell? Yeah, He's just yeah. mad. Um, do you,
0: you, you think I
3: like this? Do you think I like being on the most unpopular side of every topic? Wow, do, you think nice I like, back, huh? do you think I like the hate? Do you think <laughs> I like being ridiculed every minute of my life? <laughs> Do you think I do you Maybe. think this is what I what I, I you, want? I think you enjoy this. Yeah. Maybe a yeah. little bit. A little bit. I'd like I'd like to uh, really embrace it. you know, I've been too nice and diplomatic my entire <laughs> life. I really want to start pissing off some people.
0: Yeah, well you're doing it. Right. Yeah. Um here is a here's another voicemail. Um this one you know, we've we talked about this long, so I don't want to like spend too much time on this, but uh they, they make a case for why sometimes regulations are important in terms of uh food.
5: Listen to this. Hey, yeah, I was just listening to a podcast about net neutrality. And when you're talking about regulation in the food industry, about putting poison in ice cream, I was thinking, what about companies putting drugs, as in methamphetamine or something addictive that makes it, uh, that does have long-term effects, but it makes it more addictive, which makes it more attractive? That's why we need regulation. Not because they're going to put straight up poison, but they're going to put something that makes it more addictive, more attractive, or something like that. T-shirt size video.
0: Okay, no, okay, no T-shirts. But, no t-shirt. but, but what if
5: the ice
3: cream company is lobbying the government and they get the right, to, they, they're they allowed to put meth into their ice cream? So, see, regulation doesn't work. Here's what I'm saying. Here's my answer. Here is the plain solution. A, co- a, a company... If they're putting meth in their ice cream, they need to tell you that they need to disclose that, or else they're lying to you. They're saying this is safe to eat, but it can actually no, no, contains no. meth. You, you're Wait, you're saying you should regulate what they put on their own wrappers. I'm saying, I'm saying, defrauding a customer is a violation of their rights. It's giving them poison no, without no, no, their you're knowledge.
0: Misconstruing the argument, he's yeah. not saying meth, but he said something addictive. Additive. I'm saying like, again,
3: people, if if people, okay, let, here two scenarios. One is an ice cream company says what we put in our ice cream is a secret and you will and we're not disclosing that then you and i can say okay i will not choose to buy your ice cream that's scenario one scenario two is an ice cream company says here's a list of the ingredients and they leave out one of the ingredients which happens to be something addictive they've withheld information they've essentially lied and that is a violation that is a that is a violation of a, of a contract you enter in when you sell somebody something and for that they can get in trouble. Wait a second. Do you think
0: that companies should be forced to list their ingredients?
3: Not should they be forced? Again, did you completely space out were you asleep during that first scenario if a company doesn't want to we can choose not to buy their products
0: well okay but and a, what a, if people are an, buying an, it and a, and
3: a supermarket can choose not to carry that product they say we only want to carry products where we've been told what what's contained guys it's like it's like every topic and then once once we're done arguing about ice cream then you'll say okay but what about what about fucking cars if cars want to fucking give you malfunctioning brakes it's like every fucking every fucking uh, uh, scenario we need to have the same exact debate I'm speaking in terms of principle that can be applied to every one of these okay I'm just like it's like we need to have this same debate next week let's debate if fucking uh, if fucking uh, guns should have a safety or it's like fucking every fucking issue we need to have the same exact fucking debate is everyone fucking incapable of integrating concepts
1: and percepts and fucking forming a coherent view of life uh, 95% of people, probably, yes. They should they okay. should have the government holding their hand to not give themselves well, poison from their ice cream. That's
3: Maddox's view, too. He's a philosopher yeah. king. Here yeah, we go. Straw a man. A <laughs> oh, no. Oh, he's not an actual straw <laughs> no, man.
0: Right. I agree. Here's one more. Uh, I talked about how much I hate Last of Us, uh, and I'm still getting voicemail about that. Let's Ooh, that's a Hey, Maddox.
5: The Ryan here. Continuing to talk about how fucking wrong you are about The Last of Us. Well, guess what? This week, you said that you'd be very interested to keep playing The Last of Us if you played as Owen Page's character. Well, ding dong, motherfucker. She's the
1: main character in the Rhapsody Part 2. Get hyped. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I'm not interested in playing Last of Us. The The point is...
1: Why? It's such a good game. Oh, everyone uh, loves start, it. Start over.
0: Rob, everyone loves it. I know. But the thing is when they switched over to playing Ellen Page's character when the main character dies in The Last of Us, I thought that was really innovative. I thought that was really cool. I would love to play the rest of the video game as this character, but instead they chose this limp dick. Oh, everyone survives, and then they bring him back anyway. The the, the game is so fucking cliche and stupid.
1: Well, that's that's your opinion, even though it's garbage, but (laughs) I can't argue with the way you experience video games. Yeah, that's
0: right. (laughs) It's, It's my experience. And here's another caller about Last of Us. Listen to this.
5: Hello, my name is Dirk, and I wanted to do a call-out you know, call call on that guy that was trying to argue about how great The Last of Us was, and you know what, the guy's full of shit, okay? <laughs> Here's the thing. You want to say that the game has spiders and other cool creatures, you know what? Dark Souls has a spider except with boobs, okay? And I killed the fuck out of that thing. Scrub Lord, get on
1: my level.
0: Yeah, get on his level. Power, power. <laughs> Rob, uh, the Wait, thing- so are Dark yeah.
1: Souls and Last of Us the only two games in the world that were in this in this discussion?
0: In this universe. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. Cool.
1: <laughs> there are <laughs> only <laughs> those two options.
0: Uh, you know, in, who knows? In a, in a non-net neutral video game world, in a non-game neutral. There's only, world, one, there's game. only yeah. one game. only One game. It's the yeah. Last of Us. And if you don't like it, you have to move to another country to play a different <laughs> game. Yeah, that's the.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, there's so so many uh, so many groundbreaking video games in the Soviet Union. I forgot.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the point. Uh, anyway, Rob. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been a long time coming. Is there anything you want to plug before we go?
1: Yeah, we've got um a YouTube channel where we make a shorter week. Look up Explosive Entertainment. Um, we've got a video game coming out in the coming months. Keep an eye on somewhere towards your, your Steam account, it should pop up. Super in the store. exciting. Yeah. Can't put a date on it yet. Yeah. But keep an eye out. We're pretty excited about and, it.
0: And a good friend of ours, Roger Barr, has worked on the game. Yep. You guys yep. Are working together. A lot of voice cameos in the game as well.
1: Tons. Yeah. Yep, yep, it's, yep.
0: It'll, it'll solid. be solid.
1: Everything I've seen is hysterical.
0: It'll be a lot of fun. And I want to touch a little bit more on you were on the Ruben report, Ruck. Yeah. ruck- what was your experience like on there
1: let's just say
3: we had a conversation
0: yeah damn son where'd
5: you find
2: this uh it
3: was interesting let's just leave yeah. it at. he what he was expecting a youtuber you know to come on and touch upon a little bit of this little bit of that and like 10 minutes in i'm just fucking like my meltdown a couple minutes ago yeah. it was a picture an hour long of that yeah yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, I've seen it, <laughs> Mikey. Thank you for joining us again. Uh, welcome back, thank you, sir. Uh, Mikey. Do you, have, you. you do you have any new videos coming up?
4: I'm working on some stuff. Yeah. A lot of drawing. Yeah. I'm doing a lot of drawing you right always now. Always are, Mikey's. Oh, yeah.
0: Mikey's getting into this animation game, which Ooh, maybe you guys a, should talk. Yeah, yeah you guys. And by the way, guys, if you haven't seen the Side Night and Happiness shorts and the series, it's incredible. Super, super funny. And by the way, I was a backer on the Kickstarter like way back when, and uh for and and i i almost forgot that you guys had the full series past the shorts i i forgot that when you released the shorts i thought oh that was the the product that i paid for but no you then delivered the entire season Mm -hmm. as well which has been picked up for on CISO. and it was on
1: CISO, which no longer exists now it's on verve and you can watch the first two and a half seasons for free and if you've never seen them it's like the shorts but they're longer they're more story driven and there's more crazy action musical numbers all kinds of stuff that we can't Get away with on YouTube. I would definitely check it out.
0: It's fantastic. Thank you, Rob, from Cyanide and Happiness. Thanks for having me. Thank you to the Sergeant of Swag, Mikey Bulls. Thank you. Thank you to the Maharaja of Moderation, Rucka Rucka Ali. Yeah. (laughs) But most of all, you're welcome.
5: Hey, Maddox, great debate on net neutrality. Uh, It reminded me of a really good joke. Uh, How many. (laughs) (laughs)
4: hey there don't forget to subscribe to madcast shows on itunes stitcher or your favorite podcast app okay bye madcast media network